1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign
0: up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Elon Musk is now the largest stakeholder in Twitter. He bought 9.2% which is uh, just about $3 billion worth of the company. And I don't know if it means he can do anything, but he was just talking about on Twitter about free speech. He's on Twitter, talking about the importance of free speech. Everybody was like, yo, start up a company. And Mike Cernovich was like, buy Twitter. And then uh, Elon Musk was like, I'll buy a lot. A lot of people are saying Donald Trump should buy a stake in Twitter, but... billion, I think that's Trump's actual net worth, maybe a little bit less. So he couldn't buy 10%, but he could buy maybe one if you wanted to sink, you know, a couple hundred million into it, perhaps. But this is big. Maybe maybe free speech will be returning to the platform. Aside from that, we got a big story on Black Lives Matter. Apparently, they secretly purchased a, I think it was a $6 million mansion, so they could film YouTube videos or something like that. And uh, man, the more we uncover about how they were, I don't know, misusing funds, the crazier things get so we'll we'll talk about all that we got some crazy stories georgia has their own version of the parental rights and education bill of course the left is calling it the don't say gay bill but this one's a little different i'm surprised they haven't already come out and started you know screaming about this one we also have got now i believe if if uh, there's 25 states that are constitutional carry if florida moves forward with their special legislative session we could have 26 states Constitutional, carry Uh, let's talk about all this stuff and a whole bunch of other stuff, I suppose. Joining us to discuss these issues is Amber Athy.
2: Hey. So glad to be here.
0: Who are you? Shall
2: I introduce myself? Yes. yes. Great. <laughs> <I'm taking laughs> well, away. yeah. So I'm the Washington editor for The Spectator, oldest magazine in the world. We started our U.S. edition about three, four years ago now. And, uh, as of a month ago, I was a radio co-host, mm-hmm. but I think we'll get into the scenario there later you on you got fired for uh for talking about kamala harris everyone's favorite vice president yeah uh and then i'm also a senior fellow at the uh, steamboat institute so you made
0: that's... um you made a joke
2: i did make a joke never a good idea on twitter apparently
0: <laughs> they were looking for something they uh yeah you made it you made an offensive joke about kamala harris i
2: did, did yeah you... and used an old slogan that apparently no one knows anymore.
0: Hmm. I'm sure everyone's like, I, I, I'm I'm trying to tread carefully over, you know, so we can save some of the story. But I'm yeah. sure everyone's like, whoa, what did she say? <laughs> was it really? <laughs> They're like, bad? oh my god, she said something really <laughs> racist, didn't she? No, considering this the, the the era that we're in, it was like totally not racist.
2: Yeah, and you know what's funny is looking back on it, I was at a trivia night with my friends when I sent the tweet that got me fired, and I remember going around the table. Uh, asking about the initial tweet that i was going to send if it was safe and everyone was like ah like it's a little edgy maybe you should dial it down a little bit so this was actually the pared down version (laughs) of the tweet and that still was too far so you're
0: saying you're even more racist than they accused you of
2: right (laughs) so i'm now digging myself even deeper into the racism
0: hole well we'll definitely talk about uh why you got fired (laughs) it's great it's so so stupid i I Uh, feel
1: like there's a lot of things i can't that I won't say on Twitter That I'm like I have to save this For when I can speak it With my mouth Because it's the tone If you don't have the tone To yeah. preserve the, the statement They just look for the words And then they mm. They give that words A bad word You can't do that one uh, I, I can Especially talking about Bodily functions That's a big thing I try to say <laughs> for the show I don't want to put it, it for in the text Save yeah, yeah. You got it Tim. <laughs> What's up yeah, Hey Liz
3: I'm also here in the corner Thank you guys very much For tuning in I'm excited for this evening I always love my ladies And I want to hear Why she got fired
0: Seamus is not here tonight. He ditched us. Yeah, he ditched us. Slamis. He was like, I'm going to hang out with my family. We were <laughs> what? like, dude, what? what How wholesome? About family? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you think your family's more important than the yes.
1: world? Is this love or something? Yeah, get out of
0: here. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, no Seamus tonight. No anybody else. But uh, let's let's jump into it. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member if you want to support our work. As a member, you'll get access to exclusive episodes of the TimCast Arrow podcast Monday through Thursday at 8 p.m. We will have uh, one of these episodes up tonight for you. Again, did I say 8 p.m.? 11 p.m.? Yeah. Okay. Not 8 p.m. At 11 (laughs) p.m. It's 11 p.m. After the show. So make sure you sign up. And as a member, you're keeping our journalists employed because this is how they get paid, basically. You guys sign up, and then they do work writing stories. And uh, we we greatly appreciate it. But don't forget to smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel right now on YouTube. Share the show in any way possible if you really want to help us out. We have no paid marketing for the show. It's all organic growth. So we do rely on people just to be like hey I like the show and share it. It really does help. Let's jump into this first story and talk about the uh, the world is changing so quickly. Yep. Elon Musk acquires 9.2% stake in Twitter. The world's richest man is now the social media giant's largest shareholder. My understanding is that he's also the largest uh, 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 he has the largest vote. He's bigger than uh Vanguard, I think. Whatever wow. whatever yeah, BlackRock. Comp- yeah, I thought it, it was BlackRock. Is Rock. it BlackRock? Yeah, I thought. Maybe. Yeah. They uh TimBS.com writes On Monday, a filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission revealed that Elon Musk has acquired a 9.2% stake in the social media giant. The move by Musk, reportedly the world's richest man, comes just weeks after he started criticizing the platform for its violations of free speech. His criticism was followed by a rumor that he might create a new competing platform similar to Twitter. The SEC filing shows that he purchased roughly 73.4 million shares in the company, making him the largest shareholder on Twitter. According according to the Financial Times, Jack Founder only holds 2.25% stake in Twitter. Musk has not spoken publicly about the acquisition. Previously indicated he wanted to see dramatic changes on Twitter, of course. He has a bunch of tweets. He says, I'm giving serious thought to this. Um, He was tweeting about free speech saying, what should be done? I don't know if he can do anything. He conducted a poll on Twitter asking his followers if they think Twitter rigorously adheres to the principles of free speech. He noted that the consequences of the online poll would be significant. 70% of the 2 million Twitter respondents said no. Hmm. That's crazy. The first few months of new Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal's tenure have validated some concerns his leadership would reduce free expression. Since Agrawal took the position at Twitter, the site permabanned one of the accounts of Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene for allegedly violating its COVID-19 misinformation policy. And then of course she she uh, heavily criticized them. Recently, former New York Times reporter Alex Berenson sued Twitter over his ban in August 2020. Oh, wow. And uh, then we also have an editor's note, full correction, initial reporting said 9.7. There were a few few outlets at 9.7. It was 9.2. The big question, ladies and gentlemen, does this matter? I feel very tired and bored by these conversations about Twitter and, you know. I mean, you got fired over Twitter, so maybe it matters. No, maybe it doesn't matter.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, Twitter didn't fire me, so, I mean, technically it doesn't matter. But I don't know. I just... i I, we keep hearing these stories coming out about how like so and so starting a new social media company Mm. and this is finally going to change things and i just feel always disappointed like i'm super blackpilled about just the general idea of social media um not just because of censorship reasons but because of the effect that it's having on our you know societal interactions and the way kids are raised and all of these different things social media addiction i don't even i don't know how much power this actually gives elon musk um I've seen people smarter than I say that quite a lot apparently. Mm -hmm. I I hope that it changes. I guess I'm just generally pessimistic about the state of social media in general. And I don't even know if Twitter's really worth saving at this point because you, you have to change not just the policies in terms of, you know, the vaccine misinformation. You weren't allowed to say for a while there that if you had the vaccine that you could still get COVID, you could still spread COVID and really stupid things like that. But there's also a lot of algorithmic issues in terms of how they decide what content gets promoted, what content gets shadow banned and things like that. So there's, there's so many things that need to change across the board to make this a better platform. And, I mean, hopefully Elon Musk is the guy to help do it. But, again, I I don't have high hopes for anything regarding Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever.
0: Some people are saying that he does get substantial voting power and he could move to make himself a board member. And Mm -hmm. then as a board
1: member, he can make some real changes. He's charismatic, Uh, too. Yeah, you need to be on the board. Well, maybe be on the board. So he Vanguard owns 8.39%. At least uh, this is from CNN. So he is the largest stakeholder now. The thing is, so you want to talk about tra- changing the terms of service to make it a free speech network. You could base it out of, like, Connecticut, and then you have to adhere to to state law, uh, corporate law. Mm. But then the thing is, the NSA can come in and say, hey, we don't like that guy. Shut his account down, and you're not allowed to tell anyone, here's a gag order. And then they have to because they have the data. If you don't know who the people are and you don't have their data, you can't. the CIA can't come and take it from you. I use CIA and NSA interchangeably. It's crazy. Um, I think, really, honestly, for- forcing companies to change their terms of service – is a big ask, and it feels very fascist to use political force to make a private company do something like mm-hmm. that. I think that free speech on the internet is a different kind of free speech, and that it's more about the code. Because if if it's spying on you and you don't know, you're not really free. If you're if you're constantly being watched and sold out behind, or or possibly
0: or a, a, a better uh, a question is if the algorithms are hidden and people are being shadow banned and silenced without you knowing. Then yep. you're not in a fair system. Yeah, you
1: should know the NSA came and they shut that, they took that data, they shut that guy down. The, you should always know that stuff because you see it happen on the network. Yeah,
2: and a lot of times Twitter doesn't even tell people why they're being banned. I mean, they say sometimes you're being removed for this tweet and you have to delete it, otherwise you're not allowed, you have a suspension. But sometimes they don't really tell people, and then when inevitably, usually conservative and independent media go up in arms about what's going on, they say oh it was just a mistake you know somebody in inaccurately flagged this tweet for violating terms of service and so they're really not transparent about even when people are violating things what specific policy they're violating or which tweet was the violation sometimes they'll say that somebody was getting around a previous ban by creating new accounts or that their email address has multiple accounts registered to it and it all just seems like they're playing these games to try to get around Actually enforcing their policies fairly across the board.
1: Very good point. I think that if someone gets banned, if a account gets banned, that the 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 ban reason should be on the blockchain for mm-hmm. them for reference.
2: With Lucky
3: Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered
4: here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here.
2: We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
1: No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Yeah, but then what if they put bunk info on the blockchain? The, and the, we'll, we'll Then say, you should we'll, be
1: able to appeal it, and then the appeal should be on the blockchain. You should be able to watch the process if it was...
0: That's true, because then you can see they lied. Cause yeah. we, we Check out this story. This is from a year ago. Te- uh, Twitter bans James O'Keefe. Yeah. Uh, of Project Veritas over fake account policy, suggesting that he was operating multiple accounts in an unsanctioned way. O'Keefe has already announced that he will sue the company for defamation. And that's legit. Because James was like, I didn't operate multiple accounts. Yeah,
2: and when you asked Twitter about this, because I've done this, I reached out to them about this exact issue. And I have a press contact at Twitter that like claims to be from conservative world. So they're always like, oh, well, we'll put you the conservative media journalist to reach out to this person because they can be trusted because they used to work for a Republican or whatever. It's all BS. But I reach out to them about these types of issues all the time of them claiming that people got banned for these account violations. And when you ask for evidence of it, what they tell you is, oh, well, it's a personnel issue or it's a company policy issue and we can't talk anymore about it. And even with James himself and other people who have had this happen to them, they won't talk about it with them either. So how are you supposed to get any accountability when they keep doing this to people?
0: I I I wonder where James is with this lawsuit, because, I mean, they banned him and then outright made a statement about something he did. That he didn't do, yeah, with no evidence, and so he can easily just say to a judge, like, "Your Honor, I didn't operate multiple accounts. They claimed I did. That's defamation." The judge is—I, I I have to imagine he's going to be like, "Okay, let's let's go to discovery and easily determine whether or not he was or wasn't."
2: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. The other problem with Twitter, in particular, is that they have this sort of woke corporate structure where they're hiring these kids who are on college campuses, like protesting against speakers and shutting people down those are the people that are getting hired at the big tech companies and those are the ones that are actually in charge of enforcing the terms of service so you already have you have the biased algorithms and then you have an extra layer of bias with the people who are in charge of actually enforcing the policies and so it's really no wonder that things like this happen so if elon's going to get in here he has to basically go through the entire payroll of twitter and try to root out some of these people who are acting as activists as opposed to people who are trying to fairly enforce terms of service. It's so another
1: reason why blockchain uh, administration would be good. Because if you have a bunch of miscalculations of bans that weren't right, you'd be like, oh, it was on J- December 23rd. Who was admitting on December 23rd at 4 p.m.? It's all accountable. I, You may want these corporations may want to hide that from the public because they want to protect their employees. And I get that to a point. But also the public, when it's in the commons, the public deserves, I believe, the control of the system. And knowing who's screwing with the system, this is the commons. I think Elon also sees this as the commons.
0: I was uh, listening to something about TikTok, and some some young TikToker was like, oh, yeah, Twitter's dumb. It's just for, like, politics. No one cares. And I think that's a fair assessment, too. Many of us are on Twitter because it's a political social network. That's what it is. It's politics and journalism. Everything else is like, what's the point? Are you going to go there and follow you know Brad Pitt for whatever reason or whatever celebrate. Not really. You're not, and that's why even the New York Times gets no interaction on any of their tweets. The real point of Twitter is to go on and be mean to people and emotionally mm. destroy them. Well, I, the second reason is to talk about news, politics, and, yeah. and social. You can issues. also
1: message people directly, which is pretty cool. Like I sent right. Jordan a message yesterday. I've never met him before, but... Peterson. Yeah, Peterson. Oh, yeah, Jordan Peterson. Like, I gr- disagree with there, your so. third of your 40-second rules, dude. Your third one talks about always being honest. Sometimes laws are bad, and you can't be honest about it. Anyway, we'll talk about that later.
0: But, yeah, I wonder if Twitter just becomes irrelevant in 10 years. Like, it very is- well
2: could. I mean, I've there's always this phrase that people throw out, right? Twitter's not real life. Mm. And it's 100% true. I mean, I'm like a Twitter-obsessed fool. And I go out, and I talk to my friends or my family back home about... This stupid tweet I saw and they have no idea what I'm talking about or some manufactured controversy that left wing activists on Twitter are all up in arms about. And again, nobody who even people who like consume Fox News or CNN incessantly don't really know what's going on on Twitter unless they are actively on there for multiple hours a day.
0: But this but Twitter does have a huge impact on policy. It does. So it's it's almost like the forefront of thought in a, in a lot of ways mm-hmm. when it comes to politics and journalism you'll get someone like uh, David Hogg had a tweet which is, which is is really important it is because seeing his internal monologue his, his inner monologue is important to understand that you shouldn't listen to his advice on anything Right when he tweeted you need a, what, did, what did he say you need a license to kill deer why don't you need a license to kill humans yeah. mm-hmm. as if to imply you're allowed what? to <laughs> <laughs> or, like, you could go to the government and be like, I would like to kill people. Like, well, here's your license to kill, sir. Like, yeah. you can't kill you people. Your, your. Like, they're, they're they're only, you know, extenuating circumstances. You're defending yourself or you're in war or something. But normally, these activists and high-profile in- profile individuals would go through some several filters before that message would actually get out. Now, because of Twitter… People are just thinking things and then tweeting it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I take advantage of that and just tweet things that I know are intentionally <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. And then it's weird. You know you know what I think works for the left is that most of most of the leftists know my tweets tend to be nonsense, but they know their followers don't. So they're like, I can retweet this guy and even though I know it's sarcasm or something or silliness or trolling, but everyone else take it seriously. But anyway, I digress. The point is AOC talks about the Green New Deal. You know, these, these politicians talk about policy positions and plans and they manifest on Twitter. Antifa organizes rallies on Twitter. So sure, you can be one of these older guys on Fox News having no idea what's going on. And then one day you, you look out your window and there's a guy throwing a Molotov cocktail, you know, at your building and you're like, why is that happening? Well, look at Twitter. They were talking about it for the past three days.
1: There was a shift in, I don't know, it was 2013, 2012. All of a sudden CNN started getting screenshots of tweets. Like, like I was from the pre internet age before social media and then i would make a bunch of youtube videos and then all of a sudden it was like it's a big deal to get mentioned on tv then all of a sudden the news is no longer on cnn the news is on twitter cnn's referencing twitter hmm. tweets tweets yes. they're referencing tweets on cnn
2: yeah and isn't That's that funny. the problem is, is twitter only has as much value and power as we assign to it and media companies in particular have assigned a lot of value to what people say on twitter whether negative or positive they will pull up random accounts with like 30 followers and be screenshotting their tweets and putting them on a primetime cable news program as if this is like a serious person with real thoughts that matter in the public square and i mean it's gotten to this point now where i think you're right that twitter is setting a lot of policy i mean i would love to know for example where like the don't say gay moniker came from i wouldn't be surprised if that came from some left-wing twitter account
0: some like 12 year old yeah, that's the the funniest thing about CNN putting tweets on TV is that it's probably some 12 year old kid who, you know, tweeted n- having no idea. This is, this is actually a really important point on Twitter. You, you, you don't know you're arguing arguing with a 14 year old. The dude who got uh, Harry's razors to to dump Daily Wire claims to have been in high school. Hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. And so just think about how insane that is. That's some high school kid desperate for attention or to like have an impact because it's, you know, it's trolling, right? You want to, You want to feel your pressure or your presence on the world, sees a story, takes their account and it'll be called like, you know, bro, dude, 54. And they tweet, I think Joe Biden is the greatest president. And Donald Trump was bad because, you know, he was racist. And then CNN's like, here's a tweet from someone who matters. And it's like, it's just some 12 year old kid who has no idea what he's talking about. I knew a dude who, who gave a fake interview to a local, there was a plane crash in Chicago. And this dude ran there afterwards and then told the journalist that he had seen it. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I was here when it happened. And they said, what happened? And he just made a story up because he wanted to be on TV. Now, he was an adult at the time. But imagine a 12-year-old. They'd be like, I don't know, you know, where your parents. So you can be 12. Go on Twitter. Say Joe Biden's economic plan is destabilizing this country. And then a network will be like, we should put that tweet up and show people. When you're getting your opinions from a rant from a random assortment it could be children have no idea what they're talking about and that's probably true a lot for the left because the left tends democrats tend to have a lot more younger people so imagine just all of these conservatives on twitter arguing with people and it's like a 56 year old guy arguing with a 14 year old Mm -hmm. just just
1: don't do it don't argue not in text it's
2: it's never good and i have to remind myself all the time if i send out a particularly not even edgy i don't really tweet edgy things i don't think but If I tweet something that gets a lot of engagement from people on the opposite side of the political spectrum, I'm so guilty of seeing some account say something, like, really stupid, and I'm like, I have to quote tweet them and dunk on them, Hmm. and it's literally someone with an egg as their profile picture, (laughs) and it's, and that's why, like, the addiction aspect of it is so crazy to me, because it really does fire off, like, those receptors in your brain that make you want to engage constantly and scroll constantly. And even someone who is aware of it has that impulse. And imagine how bad that is for people who don't really understand what's happening.
0: So Elon Musk buys this big stake in Twitter, but I'm not entirely convinced that it matters because it's, it's the, the cultural issues on, uh, our, in our society outside of Twitter matter more. So in, in your instance, Amber, you got fired because you tweeted a joke about Kamala Harris. That was, you made fun of the way she dressed. That's right. And they called you racist on Twitter
2: yeah so uh basically what happened was a month ago was the state of the union and kamala was wearing this horrific brown (laughs) suit which i like (laughs) everybody agreed that it was ugly right i don't think i'm the only one that thought it was bad uh saturday night live made fun of it and there were people like photoshopping her to look like a ups employee (gasps) and so i decided to throw out this tweet saying, Kamala looks like a UPS employee. What can Brown do for you? Nothing good, apparently. Because, obviously, she's ineffective at public policy and bad at her job. Well, a few days later, how this all actually shook out was... I don't know if you guys remember this. There were a bunch of protests at the University of North Texas because the Young Conservatives Club on campus had decided to invite this guy named Jeff Younger. And Jeff Younger is a dad whose son was taken away from him because the mom was convinced that the son was actually a daughter and wanted to transition him medically. And the dad was not about it. So young conservatives for Texas had this guy come to campus. And of course the SJWs on campus freaked out, had these crazy protests. And I got involved in this debate on Twitter again, never a good idea, but here we are Um, in the replies to Matt Walsh, actually and there's this freelance reporter for the Daily Beast, Yahoo News, uh, Rolling Stone, I think, named Stephen Monticelli. And I point to him as like the root cause of all of this. He took a screenshot of the Kamala tweet because he was mad at me for saying you can't chemically castrate kids and sent it to all of his followers. And his followers decided that they were going to start emailing my employers to say that I was a racist and needed to be fired.
0: And what, what where, was, where were you working?
2: So I was with the Spectator WMAL, which is a radio station based in D.C. It's like the conservative talk radio station in D.C. And then I have a fellowship with the Steamboat Institute. The Spectator
0: WMAL,
2: WMAL, and it's a part of Cumulus Media. That's like the corporation that owns a bunch of radio stations. So, so similar they're, they're to are trash. They're trash. Yeah. They're operated by a bunch of liberals who don't care about anything outside but of conservative emails, radio. They make all their money from conservative radio. But they don't actually believe in anything that their hosts are saying on air is the long and short of it. The spectator literally laughed at these emails they were getting because they thought they were so ridiculous. WMAL a week later calls me after I host the show on a Wednesday morning and tells me that my tweet was racist, that it violated their social media policy and that they were terminating me effective immediately. No severance, nothing. I was done. I wasn't going back on the show the next day. They didn't inform anybody else on the show that I was hosting, so they were like SOL. They didn't even have a host for the next morning. They had to have somebody else fill in. Uh, they didn't tell the WMAL program director. It was a vice president and the VP of HR. Um, I have the termination letter and everything that confirms everything that I'm telling you guys. The people you
0: worked with didn't stand up for you and be like, I'm not going to do it?
2: They tried. I will say that there was a lot of internal maneuvering over the past month, which is why I've waited so long to go public with the story, because I wanted to see if Cumulus and WML would do the right thing. A lot of the hosts are on contract, so they can't really just walk out uh, without facing pretty heavy financial uh, consequences. Is my I understanding? Disagree. I don't want to throw them under the bus, because they have been speaking out on my behalf publicly since I've talked about this this morning, but I understand your perspective yeah um,
0: i wish people were more willing to uh just stand up consequences be damned there's so many people on the left there that, are, that are, are are willing to risk prison time burning down police stations and doing the most insane things and conservatives won't even risk a contract violation it's like oh no a contract violation you're gonna have to go into arbitration those companies don't want to spend money on lawyers yeah they, they, you know so if you are like i'm not going to do the show and they'll be like, well you're in breach of you'll be in breach of contract and it's like Okay, spend five dollars retaining your lawyer because I, I refuse to do a show one day and let's see how much money you gotta waste before you get me to agree a monthly. I'll yeah. tell you this. I, I just, it just pisses me off. They'd come to me and they'd say, you're in breach of contract, we're gonna sue you. I say, okay, I'm gonna wait you out, however long it takes you to put your lawyers on retainer to file, and then you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna let you win. Then I'm gonna make you sink 20 grand into legal fees, then I'll come back. How does that sound? Or, you can just say, we're not gonna fire someone over a tweet. People just aren't willing to even put a little bit of pressure on their companies.
2: Yeah. And I will say I was allowed to go on Dan Bongino's show today. And Dan Bongino's show is nationally syndicated. One of the radio stations that hosts his program from 12 to 3 p.m. every day, WMAL. (laughs) So I got to go on the radio station that fired me and tell all of their listeners exactly what the company did to me. And Dan Bongino was actually kind enough to offer me a bi weekly segment on the show as well. So he's putting oh, his money where his mouth is. I mean, he also and he's gotten into it with cumulus before over their vaccine mandate. So yeah. this isn't the first yep. time. Like he he hates them, rightfully. Totally understandable. If you've seen their like internal and I can't go to, into too much because of the confidentiality agreement, I don't think they'll sue me, but I would rather not risk it. They have a lot of stuff on their internal company forums that is just horrendous. I mean, if the listeners knew The things that they were promoting internally, whether it's some of the trainings that they do or some of the financial bonuses they offer people for doing certain things, they would be absolutely horrified that they are giving their listenership to this company.
1: Sounds like Project Veritas might be picking something up from there.
2: Yeah, I I would love to see James O'Keefe do a little digging on that.
1: I'm not
0: surprised that these corporations don't care about anything. Yeah. Um, I'm also not surprised there are a lot of people who are like, "Well, there's nothing I can do about it because you know I'm under contract." And I'm also not surprised that Dan Bongino is like, "I don't care, let's do it," because Dan is doing a lot to push back. You know, he's he's invested in Rumble. Yeah. They've got something called Parallel Economy. Do you guys know about this? Uh, only by name. Alternative uh, uh financial transaction yeah. service. So, cool. You're you're they're, they're building. You know, I'm a big proponent of, supporter of, and working towards parallel systems, right? For a while I used to talk about how it was it was dangerous. And this was this was years ago. I was like, if they keep banning people this way, if financial institutions keep doing this, you're gonna make a parallel economy. You do not want that. Now we're here and it's like, okay, if that's what they wanted, it's it's it we're past it. You've got to do it. So parallel economy, if you you could do a subscription service and not have to worry about being banned by someone tweet you know, tweeting, oh, but they're racist or whatever, this company's gonna be like, yeah, no, we don't care. And Dan Bongino, I, I believe he's an investor. I'm not entirely sure, but I know he's involved. So, man, at least we have people like him doing stuff. That's that's something.
2: Yeah. I mean, if I were a host on that station still, I would be terrified about what could happen to me because you can't do political commentary if you can't make fun of a politician's outfit. Mm. Like, that is the most basic of things that you should be allowed to do. How are you supposed to go on the air and tell the listeners that you're committed to truth? If you work for a company that censors you, if you get anywhere close to the edge, which I don't even think this was. I, to me, this is like one of the most clear-cut cases of just dishonest, bad faith, cancel culture bullshit. But that's that's how it is yeah. nowadays. Like you can't say anything um, and you have to be so anodyne and boring that it is literally destroying political commentary.
1: I think people have been too uh, too play complacent with uh corporate corporations they're, they've they gone too far they're not people yeah they need to be that whole system needs to be shattered and re it's re-grown. cultural man it's it's, it's beyond if, look, it's an aberration now it needs to be changed
0: how many uh ballpark how many people you know worked directly or indirectly with you
2: with me on the show uh maybe five
0: uh, if those five people were like we're all sick today they'd be like hire amber back apologize to her yeah. Instead, they're just like, well, I'm not gonna do anything. You, you know, that's the thing that people need to understand. It's not even about, you know, stepping on the toes and trying to, you know, cause some pain to the company who's playing BS. It's just literally being like, oh, we must have all got sick at the same time. I mean, we all work together, so it makes sense. Yeah, we're gonna be out. What's our, what's our sick, sick, uh, how much sick time do we have? Two weeks? Yeah. Oh, oh I think we're gonna be sick for a little while. <laughs> yeah. And they're gonna yeah. be like, okay, 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 we get it. Cause what, what are they really mad about? You tweeted, what can Brown do for you? The UPS slogan. Jeez. They don't care about that. No, It's just.
2: They don't. They are trying to avoid reputational damage. And they made a huge miscalculation because they thought that firing me was the easy thing to do. This would get the bad actors off of their back. They'd stop getting emails sent to corporate and they could go and tell the CEO or whoever. See, we, we took care of this problem. Well, they didn't. What they thought was going to happen was that I was going to sit down and shut the hell up and not tell anybody because I'd be so embarrassed. Well, the opposite is true. I'm pissed off. I think it's horrible. And I'm going to drag them to the ends of the earth to destroy their reputation as publicly and as loudly as I possibly can. And I'm going to get as many other conservatives and independent thinkers on my side to also try to destroy their reputation because that's all I know how to do at this point.
0: I wouldn't call it destroying. I would say be honest about the sure, reputation. expose, expose, expose the truth. Yes. Yeah, and, and
2: that's what I've been committed to my entire career. Um, so I, I don't know, like, what they thought that I was or who I was, but that's not it.
1: Corporate media is such a joke. <laughs> it's <laughs> like yes, you it like you need your cor- your media run through a filter of an authoritarian corporation. Hell no. It's individual. Yeah. Now, this people is, can go out there with a the camera and get it done, man. You don't need these stupid companies.
0: Yeah, this is why Jeez. I think we're particularly lucky with Timcast in that we have no external influences, no beneficiaries, no
1: investors. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts. So, you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the
4: ones who get it done. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: I'm the I'm the buck stops with me so and and I'm kind of hot-headed and you know people call me arrogant and all that stuff if somebody got fired I wouldn't be like hey like we don't we don't want to step on any toes here because you know they're a big company we advertise I'm gonna be like uh let's let's take the emails let's throw them down on the table take pictures of them post them on the internet put our feet up and crack a cigar and tell everybody exactly what happened
2: yeah I I feel the exact same way and that was my instinct as soon as this happened I talked to a lot of people about it. I, I spent a month letting people internally try to do what they could do. I explored some legal options. I was an at-will employee, so there's not a whole lot you can do in that situation. And their social media policy. Let me see if I can bring it up because this is kind of interesting. I think it's pretty obvious that this is a CYA policy and it exists so that they can fire people for any reason whatsoever. It's, it's
0: usually why they have it. One exactly. thing I'll say, too, as you're pulling it up, this is what the right needs to understand about uh, activism. When I worked for nonprofits, they would do postcarding. Where these nonprofit organizations would hire people and have them fill out postcards, they would have them go outside and ask people to just sign their name to a postcard, then they would take 1000s and put them all in the mailbox. And then one day, a member of Congress just like, here's you go, here you go. And they wheelbarrow in all the postcards and just leave them in their room. And they're like, wow, look at all these people who are, who are angry. You know, I better act this way. Or I better react to this. You get 50 people who send emails to a serial company and the serial company is like, oh no, everybody wants us to do something. So lucky charms better go woke. And in this instance, the woke started sending emails to, to W, it's WMAL, right? Mm-hmm. And then they say, oh, just fire. Her. It'll make it all go away. Yeah. Because they know or they're hoping that conservatives won't email them complaining that they fired someone over a Twitter joke because the left is just chaotic and, 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 and out for some kind of yeah, I don't know. The crazy thing is 4chan had this reputation for the longest time of, you know, don't mess with 4chan. They'll come after you. Now I guess for whatever reason, you don't really hear a lot about that. It's the, it's the left who hasn't, has, has, has become the hornet's nest. Remember, remember it was a uh, Colbert talking about Anonymous and he, he was talking about this yeah. company called, I think it was H, what was it? Uh, what was it called? H, HB Gary? Was that what it know. was? I don't know. No, it was something federal. I don't know. Maybe it was HB Gary, but the uh, Colbert was talking about this security company. That went after Anonymous and he said, that's like saying, you know, they wanted to stick their dick in a hornet's nest and then kick it or something like that. It used to be 4chan and the, the libertarian and the right that were the hornet's nest to, to be feared, not to screw with. Now it's Antifa on the left because the corporations are terrified of them and the right doesn't do anything. What are
1: they call Brigading? Is that what it's yeah, called? You get a bunch of people to go do something? I, I, I kind of realized the power of that 2007, I think. Obama was running for office. I was like, oh, we can get this guy elected. Let's all vote for Obama. Everyone listening, vote for Obama. I would just tell people, vote for Obama. Yeah. And they did it. And then I was like, we could all pull our ba- our money out of the bank at the same moment <laughs> on the same day. And I was like, I think it might be... A, is that illegal to call for that? No, I don't think so. So like, mad power. And then I started to get scared. Like, oh, if I did that and crashed the economy, that could be very bad. Yeah. The power of brigading is real.
2: And there are a lot of... Sort of more formal left wing advocacy organizations like Sleeping Giants that Mm -hmm. were formed on social media and do these harassment campaigns. Media Matters is sort of infamous for going after people's advertisers. They basically managed to bully all of Tucker Carlson's advertisers out of being on his show, for example, um, because they just, for them, it's it's not obviously not about, oh, we really care about racism and sexism and homophobia and all that. They care about just trying to shut up anybody who disagrees with them politically. That's the real goal, um, because they use these things so dishonestly. But I have the social media policy here, So the only thing that I could think of that this potentially violated was employees must not use internet venues in a manner that may cause public discredit to employee (laughs) or to the company. So like I said, it's a CYA. It's if we if you do anything we don't like, whether on air or off air, we can fire you under this policy. And that will be considered firing for cause. We don't owe you any severance. You lose all of your union benefits and you're screwed. Uh, and then they probably assume that people will be scared by the confidential- confidentiality aspect of this handbook and not talk about it. Uh But again, that wasn't going to happen. But your so. tweet was
0: so just not even – I mean, like what if you called Kamala a disgusting pig, you know?
4: <laughs>
0: That's like, a good question.
1: I think you would have been fine. I think – yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I think I probably would have been okay. It's the
1: word brown. Yeah. The people have become so that sensitive dumb. to right. this insanity. Yeah. Uh, that that you talking about colors like if what can and yeah, no, if you use red they wouldn't have done anything about it. it's the color brown black white the shades black and white are very sensitive Yellow. words Yellow's another one you can't do that that's in, okay it's you sense. can you just well that's why I use tone but when I we can take a box
0: of lucky charms Oh, the camera's not, uh, um, oh, yes. No, we sorry. can, we can put a box of luck, lucky charms next to Seamus or Seamus chose to do it and someone sent it to him and everyone laughs and it's funny that he's like, you know, I'm Irish, so he has leprechauns yeah. or whatever. Do you guys think the
1: corporation should have the right to do that? What they did to you?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's a cultural problem. Company, companies should be able to, uh, in, for the most part, fire people for, you know, any reason. I say for the most part, there's probably certain circumstances where, you know, like re- re- retaliation after you abuse someone physically and things like that but i don't know why you'd want to work there so maybe we should just let companies sever with you know people if they do, if they want to there's probably a longer conversation there but uh the issue is the culture yeah a company shouldn't want to do that and and not only that if a company says well you put up a, a mean tweet about the, the you know the, the the brown vice president so we're firing you and then if the other five people were like we, we quit that um, that, even 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 that among the employees would prevent the the corporation oh from yeah you moves. could
1: build you could build organization within the the company's employees to resist this kind of behavior but 20th century corporations which is what they are right now aren't equipped to handle 21st century media because they're getting bombarded through a central service with all these 50 hundred people sending emails to this one guy or this small group of people and they're overloading their uh their like helpline
2: I think Here, what's interesting in my case is The backlash wasn't that big. I mean, I've had people try to cancel me before, and this was relatively minor in comparison. It was like maybe 10 people sent an email, I would guess. Mm -hmm. It wasn't this bombardment that would really lead any honest, like, real leader to say... This is too much. Like this girl's got to go. She's causing us a huge headache. And when you have this policy that talks about how you can't discredit the company, like in my from my perspective, again, this is a huge miscalculation because they are now being publicly discredited five, 10, 50 times more than they would have otherwise because of this decision to fire good. me.
0: You know, exactly, it's good. <laughs> I, I have to say this. I honestly don't care about Kamala Harris's outfit being all brown. It is weird. So I actually have. Some some I, I have I have a I have other clothes. This may be shocking <laughs> to many people. You? But I have a brown button up and then I have, you know, like brown t shirts. And one day I was like, let's see, like what should I wear when I go skate or go out? And then I looked at them both and I'm like, Man, I would totally look like I worked for UPS if I wore that. So I'm definitely not <laughs> gonna
2: So you're a racist too. Yeah. The problem well, with I'll, Kamala I'll, <laughs> is her,
1: her jacket's the same color as the desk. That's a big chair. mistake. So it'd be like if you had a, your I shirt a was the same yeah. color as the wall behind you, it'd look crazy. It's
2: not Kamala. a great shade of brown, in my opinion. Yeah, but no,
0: it's Yeah, it's yeah. like poop brown. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: Like, What was
0: she thinking? It does
2: look like the poop emoji. Like shiny. Yeah. What
0: can brown do for you? Well, for Kamala Harris, her outfit. Not a
2: lot. And that is like the
1: UPS like that. color, too. Yeah, it is. You
2: know, I mean, people have about. put the UPS logo on her little yeah, jacket. Yeah, it was a meme. And it was dead on.
1: Yeah.
2: Dead on.
0: Well, people just got to... You know oh. you know I, there needs to be conservative activist organizations and I hate saying the word conservative cuz that's not even the issue just not woke. Yeah. There needs to be not woke. Not stupid. Yeah, civil libertarian I think is the is the is the right word that encompasses conservatives and moderates. Civil libertarian. Like it, 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 there's a, there's a there's a tweet going around from some dude and he's like cancel culture has no place in America. Then it's like, the next, I think Defiant L's posted this, and the yeah. next, the next tweet is him saying Disney should be Nick stripped. Adams. And I'm like, that's not cancel culture. Not
2: at all. Right? Yeah. People think that not spending your money with a certain business is cancel culture now. Like, that's the left's new talking point. Is that if you do anything inter, like, they boycott people all the time, right? But and then when conservatives do it, they're like, no, no, you're doing the cancel culture now. You're doing the cancel culture. Those
1: are boycotts and sanctions are not the same thing. Cancel culture are when you're fired from a job for saying something or banned from Twitter. That's a sanction. Mm
0: -hmm. Cancel culture is digging up messages and taking them out of context, taking messages out of context. It's when you get someone fired or harassed for something that is not genuine for the most part. Saying Disney does awful things, so we shouldn't provide them with any services and give them the boot is just being like, this is a bad company who literally does things we don't like.
2: That's the whole point of having a free market capitalist system is that you're supposed to be able to spend your dollars where you want to and, and be able to make those sort of more moral decisions about your finances. And then I'd also add that I think cancel culture is when the punishment doesn't fit the crime. So if you're trying to get someone fired for a tweet, that is an unjust consequence for something that they supposedly did wrong. Well,
1: then what's my, my question to you then? Do you think the corporation should be able to fire people like that, like whenever they want?
2: I mean, if you, I signed an at-will contract, so they're within their right to do so. I
1: spent a lot of time on social media and thinking like, should social media companies have the ability to ban whoever they want at any time? And I and I usually land on, yeah, because I think ultimately what we're going to head towards is near infinite amounts of social media networks all working in parallel with different terms of service, all the different networks Mm -hmm. will have different terms, and all the code will be similar, so they'll all be interoperating. Um, I just don't see that with corporations at the moment. I don't know how to stop these authoritarians from just destroying someone's livelihood at will.
0: Did you guys see that story about, uh, I think, Lori Lightfoot is going to give away, was it 50,000 gas cards? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking about, that's kind of funny, like, what do you call it when it's communism, but it's not for everyone? It's only for a randomly selected lottery. And I was like, is that de- Demar communism? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> like like only 10% get to bask in r- the communism. Randomism.
1: Welcome randomism. to our new government. Well, well, demar- <laughs> Hope you roll a one.
0: Demarchy is random government. People are randomly chosen to rule. So I was like, Demar communism. Yeah. But anyway, I bring this up because I'm thinking like, you know what we should do for for Timcast is just whenever there's like layoffs, we'll just have a, have a everyone will have to hold a potato. And then <laughs> wh- if, wh- whoever's holding the potato when the buzzer goes off is fired. And so tail. everyone will constantly be throwing <laughs> yeah. it. But like if you throw it and no one catches it, it's it's yours and we got cameras. We'll know. So you got to th- get someone else to catch it yeah. and then everyone will be throwing it to each other and then you never know. And then we'll just like never put the buzz around for like a week. So everyone's just walking around throwing a potato around. That's that's that's, that's slide that's the into his pocket when he doesn't know the, the appropriate way <laughs> to have the potato time. All
1: right.
0: Let's talk about this. Uh, uh, speaking of cancel culture, let's talk about people who should be canceled mm. from the Daily Mail. Black Lives Matter secretly used $6 million in donations to buy luxurious 6,500-square-foot mansion Shocking. with seven bedrooms and parking for 20 cars Whoa. in Southern California in 2020, where the leaders have filmed YouTube videos. Absolutely amazing. Emails show the firm wanted to keep the purchase a secret despite filming a video on the house's patio, home's patio in May. The news comes that the foundation faces federal scrutiny for alleged misuse of donation funds and comes in the heels of criticism of co-founder patrice colors colors 38 came under fire last year for a slew of high-profile property purchases she resigned after facing backlash from critics and supporters Mm -hmm. and uh i'm willing to bet that if you go to any democrat activist or left-wing person and say hey this is bad right they'll go well i mean it you know but so what i mean well this is not black lives matter and it's just you can point out the money's missing that their address isn't real that they bought mansions. This lady's got multiple homes and they'll still just be like, but, 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 but. Yeah. You see, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's an equivalent. Is there an equivalent to like BLM on the right? Not really. No. Nowhere no.
1: Black Lives Matter is an aberration on society and it's very unique. It's like a communist, uh. Aberration.
0: Yeah. It's it, a bold statement, Ian.
1: Intentionally seated. I mean, whether or not they, the communists wanted to create it, I don't think so. But it's, it's very, uh, it's been infiltrated.
2: Well, and uh, the person who's done a lot of good reporting on this, because I just want to give him a shout out, I used to work with him, Andrew Kerr, he's at, I believe, the Washington Examiner now, and he was the one who broke this story about last year, Black Lives Matter has this, like, $60 million war chest, essentially, and he found out that there was no one in charge of it for eight months. Like, nobody knew where this money was, what they were doing with it, who actually had access to it. And then Patrice Callers, who had resigned over buying all of these homes and the backlash that accompanied that, claimed that there were two other people who were supposed to be in charge of BLM's finances. And then they found out that those two people had never even officially taken over that position, and they still haven't provided any answers. They've tried to delay the reporting of uh, their previous fiscal year finances. And just across the board, there's this, all this corruption that's going on in BLM, and like, to me, this is just the latest example of how irresponsible they've been with all of this money who people, I think a lot of people probably donate to BLM not to look racist, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't think they actually know, like, the ins and outs of the organization.
4: It's uh, a cult. Yeah. It, it, yeah.
1: I uh, support the concept that black lives do matter and white lives, do they do matter, and we should focus on uh, class issues. But when I say it's an aberration, I'm talking about the corporate structure that's taking money and buying houses yeah and the people like this should all be uh, should all be transparent and it should all be on some sort of blockchain. i mean it's a little oh, pre man. it's a little early for blockchain look
0: but- at this house well that's a nice this house Conyers georgia house Ooh. who's
1: buying this stuff who are these top brass anyway these people
0: that that's a, that's an awesome house right there beautiful. I, would, yes. I would love to I buy something totally like that. she has you know this patrice colors excellent taste, <laughs> in, in, taste. in 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 homes it's just Absolutely impeccable. Wow. Look at this one. Even this one's just so nice. It's got a little little, a little nice backyard they, they yeah. made like a little barn. It's got two stories. Wow.
1: That's
4: nice.
0: Impeccable this. You know, if I was going to be running a, a an international yes. non-profit yep. <laughs> that was taking in money with no accountability that I could then then use to my own discretion, I would totally buy these exact same houses. <laughs> these
4: are nice houses. Yeah, yeah. You might even be able Fair
1: to write nice. them off.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe maybe start a business with them, rent them out, and then when you get uh, exposed you just resign and then go get to be rich for the rest of your life Yeah, or
2: or go work for another activist organization that would be more than happy to have you because you can't ever really be canceled if you work for people like this Mm -hmm. and i think it's interesting that black lives matter has they started out trying to claim that they were all about like the police brutality issue and then they started bailing out like actual criminals so i don't know if you guys remember the story a few months ago i think it was there was a situation in louisville where this democratic activist who was planning on running for like city council or something, his name is Quintes Brown, he tried to murder a mayoral candidate
4: oh, yeah. and
2: yes. was was locked up for that. And all apparently right. he was upset that this guy who was a Democrat like wasn't left wing enough for him. BLM went and bailed him out of jail and you had all of these uh these Democrats like praising this guy for how uh, how great he was as an activist, like, last year. And- Just, just think about
0: Kyle Rittenhouse. He attempted
1: yeah. to murder a politician. Yeah, yeah, And BLM
2: bailed him, bailed him out. And they this was at the exact jail. same time that the Freedom wow. Convoy protesters had their funds seized mm-hmm. by- on Give, Send, Go and all of these other financial platforms, was so- Was there any
1: question that he attempted to murder the guy? No, no, he
0: not... walked into the office, and they were like, how can we help you? And Wh- you pulled out a gun. Why guy isn't guy is like, that guy sure.
1: in jail right now? Cause Why they- is he not bailed in him out. What is he like going Okay, so he's- Bails another story. If he's not a flight risk, maybe then that's another conversation no, completely. He's crazy. But th- that this corporation <laughs> is bailing out people—that's yep. kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, this Black Lives Matter bailed him out. Yes, Black. What happened in Illinois? The state gave three hundred grand to Black Lives Matter. Kamala Harris has ra- yep. uh, uh, tweeted out a fundraiser for Black Li- to Well, not for Black Lives Matter.
2: Minneapolis to bail, to fund. bail out yeah. the
0: rioters who were, you know. I'll be careful here. The riots were very much associated with Black Lives Matter, but I don't want to accuse the organization of being the same thing, but very right. much so. The left is overt in doing all of this stuff. You know how I feel you know, when we we're talking about Twitter this while I was like, does it matter? Do we care? Because at this point, it's like, why are we acting like we have anything to do with those people? For all, for all, for all, on, you know, the way I see it is get away from the cities, take care of yourself because these lunatics are going to go smash windows and destroy businesses. There's no reasoning with them. There's no conversation. We are seeing some of them get charged and sent to jail. That this is, you know, relatively recent thing where people are actually getting charged and convicted, but it's like two or three here or there out of the hundreds or thousands that were going through each of these cities and destroying them. So at a certain point, it's like I just don't consider them to be like citizens of the world of the country that I live in. You know, there there's two distinct countries and there's no point interacting. The economy of Antifa and BLM does not in any way interact with the economy here of me. So I just ignore it. It's just what's what's the point right now? Oh, Black Lives Matter ripped off all a bunch of dumb people. They're happy they got ripped off. They don't care. We're complaining about an organization we didn't donate to. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, you know what, man? Let people be ripped off. Yeah. Um, there was there was a point where I wanted to, to, to go up to people and beg. Like, Listen, they're ripping you off. They're taking your money and they're buying houses, but they don't care. They like it. So then what do you do? Yeah. There's, just, th-
1: well, you keep doing what you're doing, and don't get derailed by it. That's for sure. Uh, you make better software technology. I'm not going to stop making better social media tech because there's dumb racists out there. Uh, I will acknowledge them. I'm not going to completely ignore them, but I'm not going to let them deviate me from my path. And you no, should do I, the I same. Continue on your path, strong.
0: Don't. I, I think the issue is there was a point where there was an argument between left and right that we were one country and we were going through a, a, a you were having a bitter period in our relationship then at some point the you know the other half of the relationship start throwing bricks and yeah. fire bombs and mortars and at that point you should be like like when, when if you're fighting with your significant other when they start hitting you is when you need to leave mm,
4: yeah
1: you
0: know? yeah, and, yeah. So, and so at this point it's like you want to burn down cities the people who want to stay there and are fine with it i've already given my two cents like you need to get away from that if you don't want to okay you, you know like there's a woman being battered by her husband and you, you you say, get away from him, and, and then she won't. At a certain point, you're like, I've tried what I can try. If she won't leave, what am I supposed to do?
2: Yeah, and this is one of the things that drives me absolutely crazy about a lot of fellow conservatives is that they still, like, desperately want the approval of the left, whether it's, like, corporate media. I mean, for example, I'll go back to the Trump administration. One of my biggest complaints with them was that they were constantly feeding scoops and, you know— leaking to the new york times and in the washington post and it's like why are you constantly rewarding the people who hate you no matter what you do these people are never going to think that you're a good person they're never going to accept you they're never going to think the way that you do about issues or policy they're always going to think that you're evil and yet constantly so many people on the right fall into this trap of thinking if i could just do this one thing i could change their mind
1: every day we rise
3: This is part of the reason it was so frustrating to me to watch Trump try to get on the side of the media. Yes. And he would make fun of them and he's like, oh, lying mainstream media or whatever. But you know it at the end of the day he was like, well, I really actually do care what the New York Times says about me.
0: He kept doing sit down well, interviews with them.
2: Why, why was the Trump administration inviting people from CNN to go have background briefings with administration officials and letting them have exclusive quotes in, in interviews and stories. It's nostalgia. crazy to me.
1: It was Trump's nostalgia.
0: Yeah. Why didn't Trump get on gab or mines mm, yeah. why didn't or, or, why didn't either... he do
1: a daily youtube video blog i mean he had everything in front of him but he was from he's from the 50s 1950s or whenever he was born or
0: he didn't have anybody in his administration who could tell him like hey you that need too. to directly connect with people to better i think it was kind of
2: both right i think part of it was that he longed for the days when he was adored by the media and was this you know superstar that could do no wrong and and people really glorified him and then it was also the staffing issues where he did have a lot of staff members who were either actively undermining his uh, administration or just really stupid yeah. and not very good at their jobs.
1: Well, ignorant. That's a good way because they just didn't know the about the technology. They didn't know how to do it. Is it not sure? necessarily stupid. They yeah, might no have least. also been stupid, I don't know. <laughs> this this
0: is, this is one of the reasons why I'm more uh interested in in a DeSantis 2024 than a Trump 2024. Because DeSantis and um, – I, I, I've been told it's his wife. They're very savvy with what's happening culturally right, and on team. social media. Great team. And so I look at that and I'm like, could you imagine how DeSantis would handle the press? Look, they're going to smear him. They're going to try and destroy him the same as they, they did with Trump, but he's just better at it. And, and to your point about like a daily YouTube video, that's something I could imagine a DeSantis administration actually doing. Not necessarily that way, but doing something more active on social media for directly connecting with people. I think the issue with Trump is that politically he's in the right place for so many Americans, but he's just very old and he was getting bad advice.
3: I wonder if DeSantis would be a lot better with the media because they've never liked him. Whereas Trump, he had this long spell where, you know, he was on The Apprentice and he was just big and rich and famous, larger than life personality. And they they liked him. They ate it up. They wrote all kinds of stuff about him even before he was running for president. I remember Melania Trump being on the cover of some dumb magazine when she got married to him with her glorious dress. And I was like, never again would we see this once he got elected. And that has to sting. Especially for a guy with an ego like that. But I think DeSantis would get it in the bag.
0: It it will be really awesome, though, if Trump wins in 2024. And then that means he wins with the the help of people who voted for Biden in 2020. Yeah. Just to prove a point. Yeah. Just to be like, hey, all those people. Yeah. Yeah. Biden was
3: bad. Be like Obama voters. Yeah. You know,
0: but but real quick, that also means some of these people are going to refuse to vote for Trump out of the personal ego. So they might be like, I can't do that. I can't have been that guy who was like Trump is, is is worse than Hitler and now come crawling back to him. I refuse. I will never admit that you get a DeSantis and they'll be like, Oh well, I mean, you know, I was always against Biden and, and DeSantis is better. So
2: yeah. the other thing that makes me nervous about DeSantis though is that I think there there have been a lot of more establishment y and never Trump B-type people who are 100% on board with DeSantis. And that makes me a little bit nervous because I worry that people who were really on board with Trump, particularly the people who moved over from the Democratic Party, the Obama voters, who would see that as a bit of a betrayal. Like, why am I supporting the same guy that these people support? And I wouldn't want to jump away from Trump too quickly because I think a lot of Trump supporters did have a valid reason For liking him in particular, even over other people who support some of the same policies, because he really was a trailblazer for the Republican Party in terms of a lot of those more populist nationalistic policies and also just speaking the way that he did. I know a lot of people who said, I've never heard a politician talk the way that I talk, like at the shop with my coworkers or in the locker room with my friends, things like that. And that cult of personality is, uh, I mean, like it or not, really important
1: in politics. Downside of that, I agree. I like the way he talked like, uh, well, I mean, he said some crass stuff, but I like that he was honest and like just off the cuff. And then it's day one, he started reading speeches. He'd come on TV and he'd be talking like this and like that. And like, that's not Trump. That's not Donald Trump. That's not how he talks. And it was so, he just, 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 just got, Filed into the machine, it felt like day one. He had John Bolton on staff, and like I don't, I don't want, mean, I don't yeah, want, right I don't want round saying. two. I be honest, not
0: right away, Bolton. But yeah, uh, no. I think it was what Sheldon Adelson, you know, told him Trump to do it, and Trump was like, okay. And, and I, I guess my understanding is he, he legitimately thought it was going to be a good idea. That just goes to show that Trump really did not know what to expect when it came yeah. to the swing. Well,
2: yeah, he it, had Ryan's previous as his chief of staff. I would
1: imagine uh. if you were going to do it and do it right for real, you'd have to have your own way of doing it. And there'll be tons of people being like, no, don't do it that way. No, we got to stop him. And you'll be like gone and away from them. They can't even find you because you're doing it. The way you want to do it.
2: And what I understand is there was a plan for the second term to root out a lot of the people who were undermining Trump. So like John McEntee was placed in charge of personnel uh, towards the last year. And he was basically compiling like a hit list mm. of employees that were not loyal and needed to get the hell out too late. And yeah, it was too late. And like Amanda Milius was in the Trump administration. She's spoken about um, you know, changing federal rules so that you can fire uh, non-political appointees more easily and things oh, like that. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of ways that this could be done better. I just hope that if Trump were to run again, that he would be listening to the right people this time around and make those decisions more wisely.
0: I think we do another Trump 2024. We do another Trump uh, run with 2024, and then after Trump, you get to Sanders. Yeah,
2: it's like inevitable. I, yeah. I mean, do you think I, that we
1: I can handle it, that? The country can maintain with cult leaders like this, like a like a singular leader over and over and over again? You think we can? No, 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 no. Hold Trump, together Trump as a union have only with two it? terms. I just I fear he's not that. A cult leader if he only has two terms. I fear that having a, a central leader is is a vulnerability that the country can't handle.
0: Well, well having all... a
2: decentralized leader now isn't not any good either. Well.
1: well, he's yeah. a centralized authority. He all the, he's gets all the rules go through him. No, and, th- 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 actually, this but what th- I
2: mean is that he's not the head honcho decision maker of his administration.
0: I I disagree. Do you? And I think this actually plays into Ian's point. Biden is, and he's insane because his brain has deteriorated to this point but I think, look, Kamala Harris, she's 11 staffers have quit on her. She is just sitting there spinning in circles, confused and blabbering, making no sense. There's, there's no real leadership in this administration at all. I genuinely think that there are, there's a combination of two things, people exploiting the opportunity and just doing what they want because Biden's out of it. And people who are like, what should we do, Joe? And Joe's like, you know, you got to, you know, next world wrestling, you know, and, <laughs> you got ne- to, for the care. war
2: crimes. Yeah. And the then they're
0: like, want. and then, and then he gets up and he goes, get it done. And he walks out and they're like, I, I don't know what next world means. What do I do? <laughs> I, I, I legit think that, um, you know, some people believe that he's a puppet and I'm like, no, if he was a puppet, there would be a plan. Hmm. Like hmm. if somebody was in charge, but there do would you be think a cohesive string, string of events.
2: Do you think it's possible though that there's more than one person directly underneath Biden that is that are competing for oh, yeah, that yeah, decision-making yeah. ability? Like Ron on. Klain or...
0: Yes, but that's that's kind of my point too, that they're still beholden to Biden in a certain way. And they're, they're, they're you know, Biden is a central authority. And as a next now recent... Bad of calf care, tuning on a Shabbat of pressure, and whatever garbage, garbled word garbage he said. President, they're, 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 they're unable to pull the trigger on things without the president's approval. And the president is just basically a walking corpse at this point. So what that does is when the power is centralized in Biden and Biden can't speak words right, then the whole system is just shaking like a rickety bridge and on the verge of snapping. I disagree with the idea that Trump is a cult leader or a cult of personality, Trump is just a leader.
1: Why? Well, and see, he, and oh. he
0: came out and he said, these are problems. And a bunch of Americans were like, we agree. I, no one's dealing with those things. And so they said, I'll vote for you.
1: I meant more in the general sense of the way our system structured, that we vote for our, our hero, that our, our popularity contest to put someone in supreme power is like a cult. It's like a American, we call it the government, American government, but it's a cult where we choose our leader. And then we're all like, ah, we're all surrounding the leader. It's, uh, I, but I it's gonna, not, but you're, you're, think you're overlooking Congress,
0: it. Senate, the, the Supreme They're Court. They're there. They're
1: important, yeah, I mean, Joe. the executive
2: doesn't have as much power as people think. But I think what's interesting about Trump is that it was almost the opposite of a popularity contest because people almost voted for him because he was unpopular. Like, I don't think Trump was the guy that... I mean, if you go back to like the Bush election, people were like, oh, I'd rather have a beer with Bush than Kerry, for example. Is that really the case with Donald Trump? Like, I don't know. I think a lot of people held their nose and voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. And it, it was yeah. kind of the opposite of a popularity contest in that way.
1: Well, they I
2: guess that's right. I mean, it was it was almost like despite his personality, we will vote for him because we like these particular things or we like the way he speaks. But name I,
0: recognition. I, I was at the airport. I was at a airport. I think I was in Texas. And I went to the lounge at the bar and there was a woman and I asked if she like I asked her to turn off CNN or something and put on Fox. And then she said something about, you know, I can't stand it. We started talking a little bit. There was a guy sitting to my left and then all of a sudden we were all talking about politics. She told me that she was like, "Look, I was for Bernie, so I didn't like any of these people. Biden's terrible." And I'm like, "Here, here, I felt that way in 2016, but I think Trump at least did stuff we've never seen before or at least in my generation." The guy on my left chimes in and he goes, oh, I voted for Trump and I'll vote for him again. But I wouldn't invite him to my house for dinner. Hmm. And then we all laughed. That's and I great. was like, that's kind of the way I think a lot of people felt about it. You know, he was like, he's a good president, but he's kind of a dick. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of people were like, we recognize the, yeah. the problem of Trump, but. And that's doing why
2: things- the left went so hard on the suburban women vote in 2020 because they really wanted to emphasize trump's personality defects what i think the trump administration or camp campaign rather did wrong in their response was they tried to win over like white liberal wine moms by talking about (laughs) criminal justice reform and like everything that they're doing for opportunity zones when they should have been talking about how like Trump could stop the riots before they got to your neighborhood. Like they yep. they misunderstood the solution to what the left was telling people about Trump's personality. And he could have leveraged that, I think, in a much more effective way on the campaign trail.
0: But and, and out, so uh, playing into your point, Ian, about cult leaders and centralized authority, I think if you look at one of the most important issues in the culture war, gun rights, you can see that centralization doesn't have anything to do. with its culture. Georgia is about to sign into law constitutional carry, which will make it the 25th state. And I want to I want to state for the record a correction because I was right when I was on Joe Rogan's show in November. I said that I I said, I think majority of the country is constitutional carry. And then Joe was like, no, no, that can't be right. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then Jamie pulled, looked it up and it said 13 states. And I went only 13 doesn't sound right. right. That was a very old number. It was 24. I believe it was 24 at the time. Yeah. 24 states have it. Had it. It may, it may have been 21 at the time. Because in the past four months, there's been a, a wave. That's really cool. But 21, better than 13. So I was wrong, but not that wrong. And I want to make sure that everybody knows this. Uh, Georgia is about to sign into law constitutional carry. Yeah. Ron DeSantis is, uh, uh, is talking about a special legislative session, which may include constitutional carry, which would mean 26 states. Woo permitless conceal and open carry you walk in you're a resident some of these states are constitutional carry uh, i think i think constitutional carry applies to non-residents as well at a certain age limit it's like 21 that means you can if if you're in texas and this you know uh, and then uh, i think louisiana doesn't have it but uh if you go from georgia to say mississippi and they're both constitutional carry you don't got to worry about crossing that border right. yeah this is a huge cultural change and victory showing the sentiment of the american people that the federal politicians don't matter. When when regular people vote for state reps, for state senators, for local politicians, your state can do right. Seeing all that happen shows just how important it is that we, we utilize and pay attention to our decentralized political system and don't stay heavily focused on just Trump winning. That is to say, good, vote for Trump in 2024 if that's what you want, but make sure you're voting in the primaries right now 2022 midterms are coming up, and it's not going to matter if people set up the primaries because you're going to get a whole bunch of rhinos, neocons, establishment, uniparty garbage. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, the 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 constitutional carry thing has me super excited.
2: Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, I'm a gun owner myself. Um, well, actually, I recently lost them all in a boating accident. It was very tragic, <laughs> but Indeed. you know, I I love guns. Um, grew up with guns. And like, I'm a huge proponent of maybe having classes in school where students can learn gun safety. I think that would go a long way towards making people feel more comfortable with gun culture if they didn't grow up with it.
0: Did you did you see, it was, I think it was like Alaska or something. Yeah. They were doing airsoft training like, in I gym. think that
2: is awesome. I no. mean, what?
0: No, no, no. It's terrible. Why? Those kids should be outside with 22s. <laughs> okay. Have, all
2: right. You got me. <laughs> they shouldn't be using
0: airsoft in a gym. That's a good way to they use it. They should be it. outside with Ruger yeah. 10 22s. And they should be getting proper instruction.
2: It'd be fantastic. I mean, I think that uh, <laughs> you would see a, a huge reduction in things like accidental gun deaths or I don't know, like some of these other statistics that the left likes to throw out to make people afraid of guns. If you just raise people to understand that they are a tool that needs to be treated with very specific safety regulations and the way that you you behave with a gun, and they're not toys to be played with, and they're not anything to be afraid of.
0: Let's have a gun debate. Oh boy. We have this story from the Daily Mail. Gun-wielding oh, Texas yeah. man who shot dead his partner's ex-husband during furious child custody row will not be charged after shooting is ruled to be in self-defense. This is a very, very interesting story. So you can see here these two guys are getting at it. One guy's got a gun. I think it's a, it's a, um, I can't remember what, which kind of gun it is, but it's a nine millimeter, uh, long gun of some sort. So, uh, I'll just give you the quick rundown and then we're going to have this debate because, you know, we were talking about it a bit about, uh, a bit before the show. So this dude is told, you pick up your son from your ex-wife at 315. He shows up. His ex-wife says, no. He says, where is my son? Hmm. She says, I wanted to stay with him longer. So I'm not going to be giving him to you. And he says, you know, in fact, he basically is like, I'm here because the court says 315. He is mine. I come here at 3:15, And then he goes, I'm going to drag you all, you Anne-Marie, and Marie and so and so to court. Right when he says this, his ex-wife's boyfriend comes out with the gun and comes on the porch and tells him to get out. The dad gets up in his face, doesn't use his arms and starts saying, oh, are you going to shoot me or something like that? The dude with the gun fires one into the ground. Then they they tussle, spin around the dad. Pushes the homeowner a few feet off his porch and the homeowner, the, his wife's ex-boyfriend or his wife's current boyfriend, his ex-wife's boyfriend, immediately raises the rifle and goes pop, pop towards his own house, hmm. hitting the dad twice, killing him instantly. I believe it was instant. Now, uh, the, the court is saying he is not going to be charged with a crime. This one's tough because on the letter of the law, I'm torn on this one. Was he acting in self-defense? Did he ever write to shoot and kill this dad who was coming to get his son. There's two ways I look at it. The first is if the court tells me be here and get your son, you have to do it. It's custody. Like you have no, you can't just ditch your kid. And I show up and they're like, we're not giving the kid up or telling you where he is. Mm -hmm. And then the dude walks out with a gun. I'm going to be like, you've kidnapped my child. And now you're threatening me with a weapon. I'm here under a court order. Does that guy have a right to come out with a gun on that alone? I'm like, no, no, and then, not only not only did he shoot and kill the dad, he pointed he shot he shot and killed the dad towards his own house. Mm-hmm. That's one of the one of the, f- the rules of gun safety. Know what is beyond your target. He could have shot his own daughter because his daughter was filming on the inside.
1: I couldn't really tell when we watched the video. Maybe we can watch it again. I don't know where you're planning on playing it. It's a, I don't know it's if we a, can't play. Yeah, it's it pretty brutal. It's a video yeah. of a dude
0: dying, but the daughters are in the house filming out the window.
1: Okay, when he aims at him and fires. His, I can't tell if he's pointed at the house or like it's pointed house. sideways it's, alongside the house. No, well, the guy it's, was it's on it's the, the
0: porch,
2: so I'm pretty right. sure it was at the house. And then the other problem was that he shot into the ground to sort of escalate the situation. Yep. And that's another no-no. You don't fire warning shots, right? Like, cause you don't know what's, where you're pointing. I, I think
1: they knew each other. The big dude was abusive and the little guy. Right, why was the big dude abusive? I just have, this is the feeling I'm getting from this. The big guy was notably abusive. That's why they weren't together. And the little guy, they knew each other and they hated each other.
0: Like, clearly hate each That's other. That's the vibe sure. I was getting.
1: Cause he went right at his face when he came out with the gun. They got right in each other's face.
0: So, this is the problem I have with it. If the, the assumption of, uh, this guy's name is William Carruth, who, who shot and killed Chad Reed. If you're in your house and you hear fighting outside and you don't know what's going on, you have a right to keep and bear arms. It's your property. I agree. I, I might get my gun as well. If people are screaming. I'll be like, I don't know what's going on, but there might be something bad happening. You walk out with your gun. Next thing you know, a guy gets up in your face. It's screaming at you. Your first reaction is to fire into the ground as like, you can call an escalation, but if you have the option to shoot, the guy who just got up in your face. Maybe he just panicked and said, I think it's stupid to shoot in the ground, mind you. And then the guy grabs you. You both spin. He pushes you back. Now he separated you from your home. He could go in and harm your daughters. Hmm. So you say, "Nah, pop, pop. From that perspective, I'm like, I get it. We don't know what this guy knew, but the problem is, man, the, the the Chad Reed guy was there legally to pick up his kid, and and it didn't even get. There was not enough time for him to even call the cops. Apparently, his new wife was already calling the police about about the argument when the art when the yelling happened, and all the dad said was, "I'm taking you to court," like not yeah. even a threat of violence. And the dude walks out with a gun. That, that this is the challenge here, because. If this dude, William Carruth, knew why the dad was there, you know, and what was going on and came out with his gun, then I'd say charge him. But we can't assume he did know. And he can just be like, I had no idea. I heard yelling. And then it's like gun rights. If people are fighting on your property, you got a right to defend it.
2: And like you said, and we don't know the history of, of these two guys. I mean, it's possible that they've gotten into it before. He knows that this guy could potentially come into the house and harm his own children or or be looking for this kid. I mean, we really don't know the situation. I'm also sympathetic to the idea that if your son is being withheld from you and you have a right to be with your son, then parental instinct kind of kicks in and, like, people will do anything to save and help their children if they feel like their children are being parentally kidnapped. So I understand that impulse. At a certain point, though, you have to be smart enough to think, if I get myself involved in this situation, if I'm trying to grab this guy's gun, whatever... Am I better off trying to be the better person in retreat and potentially save my life and get the court or the police involved as opposed to trying to start this fight that you're not going to win because you don't also have a weapon? I mean, it's, this is it's tough, a difficult this is, situation. I don't really know how like who is at, right here. I mean, maybe uh, they both were wrong in different ways.
0: So, but it's 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 tough because, like, do you send a guy to jail because he pulled a gun out of his own property because a guy was yelling and then a guy got in his face? But then I'm also thinking about If the court orders someone to be there and you come out, like imagine if this guy was a cop who's instructed to be there by, for law enforcement purposes, and you walk out with your gun and the cop rushes you, I guess it's different. My issue is just like, this dude is trying to get his child. And when the wife is saying no, and he's like, my kid's been kidnapped, a dude then comes out with a gun. And at that point, I'm sure the dad's like, "You've kidnapped my child and are threatening me with a rifle, with a long gun." Like, yo, I'm surprised all he did was get in his face. Well, he
1: also chest bumped him, which is aggravated. That's what I mean. I'm, call su- I'm surprised all he did. And then he gr- he touches the gun too. He touches the right, hand find, that's mm-hmm. on the gun, he which basically is that dual possession at this point, like the Ahmad Arbery case. You know, if you if you put your hand on the weapon, not that's not, basically you're just telling me you're going to yes, try and take it out of my hands.
0: But not when they separate, and the dude goes pop pop. Mm-hmm. The, the, the the challenge is do you really blame a dad for getting in the face of a guy who pulled up, who walked out with a gun when his son's missing?
1: We got to talk about what's legal and what's right. That's the thing.
2: Right. Like yeah. morally, yep. I don't think that he was necessarily wrong, but legally, I don't know that even if somebody has your kid, if you're allowed to go into somebody else's home or try to grab that, like, I don't know what the, what the legal situation I think is. There. Definitely
1: not. If right. someone ever comes out on their front porch with a rifle and tells you to get off their property, get off their property. Right. You go
2: to the truck and you call yeah. the police. I mean, you're, you're asking for a bad situation at this point not to victim blame but
0: i think that's the best we can do to be honest yeah that he should have immediately backed up backed away and said i'm getting the cops and the cops would have come and he would have won the fight exactly the cops would have been like you are illegally withholding a child you can't come out here with that weapon go back in your house and guess what he would have
2: probably gotten more custody of the kid if he had let this play out because they, they would have been accused of endangering the child as well
0: yeah, that split second of the dad yeah. walking
1: up to do with a gun. You see him snap when the guy comes out with the gun. He so just goes right in his face. Yeah. Like he wants to fight that guy.
0: Man. Yeah, cause if you're, if his kid is, it's his son. The man. Way
1: it's like he doesn't even care about the so kid anymore. Quickly. He just wants yeah. to hurt the guy. Well, that's,
4: this
2: this uh, was like almost inevitable to me the way that these guys were so quick to go after each well, other. Well, let's,
0: let's get to the dark part. The dark part is the mom has the kids living with the dude who killed their dad. That's nuts. A, apparently the kids were like, this is your fault. This is mom. almost you like we're, these kids
1: are probably going to hear this show someday, man. At this point, it's like, I'm sorry, guys. I mean, I, I'm here. Apparently, for you. the
0: kids are like really upset nope. as and they should. Be. I got I got to be honest. If it were me when I was a kid, I would have ran away. Yeah, no joke. I'm not going to. I, there's no way I'd live with the dude who, you know, killed my dad.
1: Well, now him. we I don't know enough about the conversation because that guy might have been really abusive. But you said the kids. I mean, it's still their dad.
0: No, they're apparently saying like it's your fault, you know. Wow, it's a crazy story. It, this, this, this is America. It's
2: so traumatic, and
0: they're I aware mean, that Kyle Carruth is... shot and killed their father in front of their mother, stepbrother, and myself. A judge denied, a peti- denied the petition for custody. So this is um, this is the the, uh, the the dead father's new wife. She was trying to get custody, and they were like, "No, you're not a blood relative." Hmm. So the kids have to live with the dude who killed their dad.
2: There's so much with our our custody system that is at fault here, too, because like the the default would be you have to go to a blood relative is obviously super problematic when you have family members that are not fit to raise children. And I think it's really unfortunate that you can't assign to like a family friend or a distant relative or something like that in a situation like this where clearly these kids are living in a traumatic, potentially abusive situation, and yet- You can't separate them for whatever reason. It's another reason why I think, uh, for example, like a lot of the impulse to always give custody of the children or majority custody to the mother is not always the best policy either. So there's a lot that needs to be reformed in that system. Maybe if they had gotten this right from the beginning, this issue wouldn't have arisen to begin with.
0: Man, I suppose the challenge is the moment that Chad Reed was on the porch with access to the house and Carruth was off the porch with no access to the house. That's where it becomes justification because now he's in between Carruth and his daughters. Yeah. yeah. Is or it, is it not
1: justification? If you're just like, actually, get off my property actually, and then on. the guy, I
0: don't, I don't know if it was Carruth's daughters. It might've been Chad Reed's daughters.
4: Ooh, I don't know.
0: Yeah. It might've been his kids. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I guess there's some context we'll need to, we need, we would need to pull up. I, it, I think it I think it was his it might have been his kids in there. I'm not entirely sure
3: if it was um, if it was Chad's daughter's then that would have made this guy with a gun more callous about pointing it toward the house. I think that actually kind of makes sense, which I would think would then be an argument for not ever leaving those kids in his custody ever. These poor kids. Now oh, I don't know where they end up. It's so sad.
0: Yeah, I think the kids inside the house were Chad Reed's kids. Not. Kids. Well,
3: yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: I'm not sure, though that that's that's important yeah a little bit <laughs> but he was only there to pick up his son so again i'm not entirely sure it's been a while we covered this when this we talked about it when the story first first uh, broke but uh i wonder if people are pointing it out no i don't know well you guys comment you guys super chat and then we'll get to it when we, when we talk about super chat so we can you know maybe correct the record if we got if we if we mix something up crazy stuff man I'm curious yeah this is a crazy philosophical conundrum i got i gotta say How about how about we? uh, Do you guys want to waste time talking? No, it's not. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. personally, Madonna, or we we can talk about something more. What's Madonna up to?
1: Yeah. Oh gosh. All right, let's talk about Madonna. Madonna. (sighs) Madonna
0: Hot minute. I think this is one of those stories that we can get in trouble for talking about. It's uh, man, this is this is more of a like a pop culture kind of thing, but I also think. I kind of just want to talk about it. She got a lot of de- face mm. work done? Uh, a yeah. little bit.
3: Yeah, a little bit. So
0: take a look at this. Madonna's bizarre TikTok video raises eyebrows as fans grow concerned over the star's unsettling appearance. What has she done to herself?
3: This was such well, a weird video, too. I saw it.
0: First, it does look like she got ridiculous plastic surgery and it makes her look really bad. Oh. Uh, but there's a couple of things I wanted to point out. And I think this plays to like cultural issues. For one, the obsession with relevance on social media clearly now like, this is like, what did she post it on TikTok? Yeah. And everyone's sharing it. But I wonder if this is actually just the front-facing camera making her look... Yeah, it distorted. looks like a
1: fisheye lens of some sort. Right. I don't
2: think so because she's posted other photos and videos the bathtub thing on her instagram and tiktok that make it pretty clear that this is some pretty heavy work being done and she like had her butt done too Uh and it's one of those really obviously fake situations where you don't even know how they sit down on it
3: gosh (laughs) uncomfortable
0: so here, here look at this video you can see it it's just creepy oh man it's so cringe it's so creepy what is going on so here's, here's why I want to talk about this. Cause it's, 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 it just, it is kind of relaxing to talk about the inanity of, of, of this pop culture stuff. But I also think what people don't realize, celebrities get plastic surgery and then they look really good and mm-hmm. no one says anything. Yeah, no one knows. But then when they age, the weird scar tissue doesn't age the same way a regular face would. So they start to look really, really weird as they get older.
3: <laughs> I um, used to take care of old ladies and sometimes they'd get boob jobs. <laughs> And this, these things would stay where they were implanted, and the rest of the lady would sag. Oh, and no. I was like, Why did you do this to yourself? It was horrible. And you could just see them. Oh, my gosh, it's horrible. But anyway, yeah. I want to
1: <laughs> advise people not to get plastic surgery unless you have to. <laughs> yeah, like good for advice. medical reconstruction or something. Don't do it. Don't hurt why, yourself. Why, man. why
0: does anyone do it? I really don't get it. I mean, the only
2: situation i could see that's semi-justifiable is if you're like a tv personality and you get like a little bit of botox to even out lines in the forehead i mean something really minor but why I,
4: I've, so vanity
2: weird. is a real thing and and unfortunately when you have people on social media just, for all of their lives i think it's more difficult now than ever to age gracefully and if people wear, are really nasty about appearances on the internet
4: i mean my teeth tough. are
0: jagged like a jigsaw puzzle i wear the same clothes every day I wear a beanie all the time. I got no hair or whatever. I'm not gonna get surgery. I'm not gonna get the you know, I got uh I got uh Crowns, I think that was because my my molar cracked. I had a root canal when I was little. And then this one.
1: Reconstructive surgery is fine. I mean, you want to use plastic surgery for reconstructive burn surgery, stuff like that. That's what it's for. I mean, that's that's a phenomenal advancement in human medicine. But don't rip up your face.
2: Well, and did you guys hear about this story with Bella Hadid, the supermodel who got a nose job when she was 14 years old? Like her face wasn't even done growing into itself yet. And apparently her parents signed off on this cosmetic procedure. And now, of course, she regrets it. She's like, you know, I had this really interesting ancestral nose and I think I would have grown into it. And now I'm forever living with the knowledge that I modified myself in a way that I'm not happy with when I was
0: 14. They're going to get I was was hearing stories about like young girls wanting to get plastic surgery to look like filters. And that like older women are getting plastic surgery to look like the filters make them on Instagram yo there there is a there is a malignancy I, is it coming from the internet that's making people like that's what i was saying before about like social media tiktok whatever it's making coming, people do this
1: it's coming through the internet but it's not from the internet. it's coming from people yeah. individuals are are either inadvertently perpetuating a sick cycle probably they want to look like cartoon characters a lot of this like the whole idea of for fur, the furry thing like i think i'm a, a you know fuzzy animal
0: no, they don't think they're animals. They think they're cartoons. I think the well, most beautiful you cartoons. can be
1: is who you really are. You don't need to mash up your face or your body or any of that stuff. It's a, it It's Eat healthy, too, because it makes you more beautiful.
0: True that, yeah. This is the crazy thing to me, too. I, I've never really understood why everybody wants to be somebody else.
1: Well, not everybody I th- well I, I,
0: you know, know. I mean that figuratively but I know what you mean because
1: even I play role playing games I like to fantasize about being a hero in a strange land you know yeah, sometimes yeah, but, but it makes different. me a better performer just thinking those things like but, living but, but, out but, fantasy but, but, realities
0: I mean like of course we all pl- we play games sometimes there, there is escapism that, I'm not talking about that I'm saying how like people are like they look in the mirror and they're I need to cut this up and restructure it. I I, want to be something different. It's like, why? I I don't understand why you're not happy with just being you.
3: I think that this especially applies to women. I don't know if you agree with me on this. 100%. I find it to be so much simpler to just be yourself, put a little bit of makeup on, paint the barn, my dad used to say. But I think in Madonna's case, it's because she's getting older and she knows it. And I think it's terrifying to her. So she's like really going out. Well, Especially
2: in like the world of pop stardom, right? You almost have an age limit on how long. you're allowed to be relevant in the industry and there's a lot of pressure from music executives to look a certain way uh i mean like gone is the world of these amazing like 70s singer songwriters that could look however but as long as they delivered a good music product they would be really successful now there's really this pop star culture where you kind of have to look and dress a certain way in order to be popular in the music industry and i think that's really unfortunate And then there's the question of just social media's amplification of people's insecurities. I mean, growing up like as a young teen girl, I felt like we all had body image issues and and worried about our appearance. I can't imagine how much more difficult that would have been if I was on Instagram all day looking at these influencers who all look exactly the same yet none of them are real they all have plastic surgery or filters or all of these other body modification tools to their disposal editing software photoshop things like that when you're fed that feedback loop constantly that's really hard for young women and i i think if you're a parent like you have to be thinking about limiting your kids access to social media and their phones as much as possible
0: no social media yeah. none i none. feel i don't he's, he's, i don't want them to
2: have a phone nothing like you yeah. get right. a brick ipod and that's it yeah
0: and this is funny too because I, I several years ago i was like i got my niece a cell phone so that she could make you know learn apps and do all this stuff and be tech savvy and then i remember being like you know her dad took it away saying i don't want her to have this and i was like why would he do that hmm. now after a couple of years i'm like oh yeah, that yeah was a
4: good, that's good decision. Yeah. yeah take
0: a look at this photo right here oh these guys oh, no. you guys oh, oh no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i've seen this before Look at the, uh, so these are the two famous brothers Bogdanoff or whatever. The
3: twins, I think they're what called What are they Aging, called? Bogdanoff.
0: Bogdanoff twins. Yeah. Did one Why, of them
3: die recently? I think they both
0: did. Yeah, they both that. did. Uh, Why would they want to look like that?
3: So they were TV stars, right? So check
0: this out. Ready for this? Oh, gosh. That's them when they were younger. Oh. Yeah, I
1: remember that. Before work? They, 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 still, they still had a lot still of work done. done yeah. Right. They still yeah. look weird. They're starting to look like everything else. But like... That's the problem it, with work. It makes you look like everything else. But I'm wondering if... Vague and
0: boring. No, no. I'm wondering if they got the work when they were young, and this is what happens when you age
1: with all that No, that's weird. more work. More work. More
2: work, definitely.
1: Yeah, they went overboard. 100%. Did they think they looked good? Yeah. No, pro- I don't I think, think it's so. kind of no. like... They never did. I
2: think social or plastic surgery is kind of addictive in the way that tattoos are to some people as well.
1: That's how it is. If you think you look bad, no amount of plastic surgery is gonna change that. So these people do it and then they still think they look and then they do it and they still think it's like comes from within.
3: This makes me think a little bit of gender reassignment surgery because the problem is not in your physical body. It is one hundred percent inside your head and no amount of changing your body. Is going to fix what's going on in your mind, and this is what people who detransition say. They're like, nobody dealt with the problem that was, you know, my
0: thing. Yeah, I, I will say um, the unless the
1: food is like no amount of plastic surgery is going to fix your mind, but the food can fix your body and your mind.
0: Well, look if you look in the mirror and it's, I, I think plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery, and uh, any kind of body modification surgery, any kind, be it trans species like some people do or transgender whatever. I think you've got a disconnect between your your perception, your body or whatever as you're as you're mentioning that's the issue like the, the, the body you know. dysmorphia
2: yeah so my
0: my 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 issue here is there's literally nothing you can do unless we develop like nanotech cellular cellular reprogramming or something, and then you go into like a stasis chamber that changes your body or something we We just do not have the technology. To actually give you something that represents what you see in, you know, or or want. Nor
2: should we. I mean, I I don't think. Well, I mean, if, if,
0: if what, if we literally develop technology that you can like, actually, I don't know, physically change your body literally, legitimately in the future somehow, then I'd be like, okay, whatever. I say, okay, whatever to a lot of, look, if these people want to do this, I got no problem with it. I'm just saying right now, the technology does not, does not exist to make you look the way you want to look.
3: Right. So right now, our best course of action is to teach people that it's going to be hard, but you're going to have to change the way that you think. And you can use cognitive behavioral therapy. There are a lot of different things that you can do. I don't know. Most people don't want to go on to antidepressants. I completely understand that. But right now, we have the power to change how you view the world. And even though I know it's hard and every day might be a struggle, people who deal with addictions have this. And they overcome it. And this is something that they really get a grip on. And every single day is a struggle. They still manage to do it. So I think if we can change people's minds now, we should make that a higher priority than so trying to change
0: your l- body. L- let me ask this question, though, for because uh, you were saying they shouldn't. Like, people shouldn't modify their bodies. Is that a fair assessment?
2: Uh, I mean, in cases that where they have, like, a medical problem, I think that's different. For, for aesthetic reasons, no, I don't think they should. Like,
0: what if, what if we get to the point technologically – where you can actually take a 10 year old kid and they walk inside a chamber and then they actually completely change genders, like literally biologically 100 mm-hmm. percent. no you don't think oh, they should: do it?
2: No, absolutely not. I mean, it, and I'm Catholic, so maybe this has like something to do with it, but I'm very resistant to altering human nature and the way that we
0: experience the world.
2: I think that gets to really dangerous places.
0: What um, if they were 18? And they walked in and like like a genie snap boom it was they were the opposite sex
2: and I still think that's bad no yeah I'm not about that at it's all a, it's a, it's
0: an interesting question because you know as we're thinking about plastic surgery and all that stuff I'm like is the issue permanent body damage that these kids are going to be many of them sterilized or or you know is that the is that the issue and then if there was a way that the kid actually changed
2: like to me I don't support gender transitions generally because i don't think they address the underlying issue which is the insecurity and the body dysmorphia and then for kids it's worse because it's life-changing and they're not obviously of of age to consent to that type of yo
0: it's going to be real crazy when we're in the metaverse you're going to have a kid born in the metaverse and they're going to be like oh hey mom i'm trans and then they like click a button and their avatar just changes but we're at the point when we're at the point where your brain is plugged in and their their digital bodies are indistinguishable from base reality. Then people are going to be walking around like dragons and carrots, and there's going to be like a rabbit. God. You're going to sit down in your <laughs> office, and there's going to be like a big rabbit, and he's going to be like, "Hello, I'm like, John. You're
2: I just don't see any way how that's not bad for like a truth centric <laughs> society, right? Like we should want people to try to seek truth.
0: This will be I crazy. You if we if truth. we if we get to the point where we we primarily exist in the metaverse. You could be born into a digital reality where your brain's plugged in like the Matrix. Choose an avatar for yourself that's, say, like a giant carrot. And then one day when the metaverse breaks down and you get ejected from it, you'll be like, oh, what am I? Like, I'm not a carrot anymore. And you'd, be like, <laughs> you'd freak out, you know? I actually took
2: some heat last week. I know, imagine that, uh, on Twitter again. (laughs) But I was talking about this press release I got from this company that is actually partnering with the metaverse to create a narcos experience in the metaverse. So you basically get to be a drug lord and like run this (laughs) cartel or whatever. Like that, but for me it's a different experience when you feel like you're in it, right? Like that's Westworld level stuff. And I play video games, like I'm definitely not a person who says ban video games because they lead to violence or anything like that. But to me, the metaverse, and there's been preliminary studies that have talked about the effects of virtual reality on the brain, and apparently when you're doing these things in the metaverse or in virtual reality, your brain actually stores them or implants them as if they were real memories. Interesting. And so if you're going in and doing violent stuff in the metaverse, how does that fundamentally alter someone's perception of the world and what negative effects could that have for People's entire lives after that, if you think that you killed somebody or you think that you were running drugs, like I don't see how that can lead anywhere good for society.
0: I think there's there, we often talk about the negative things about the metaverse, but there's positive things too. you safety trainings, you know, without real risk of harm for a lot of a lot of issues, training firefighters, training police officers. It's going
1: to be people are going to go in there with legalized psychedelics. It's going to be so crazy. Dude. <laughs> society is about to split into. it's going to about to fractalize into a bunch of different ways of being. It's going to be I've, nuts, dude. Different laws, different societies, different uh, religions and relationships, different languages are going to start springing up.
0: Yo, they're going to, like in North Korea, they'll take thousands of citizens, plug them into the metaverse, and just never tell them, just to like see what happens. Oh,
1: dude. I've been yeah. working on a script, by the way. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> but, like but 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 think about this. Thanks for reminding me.
0: So you have, in your country... People who do physical labor for producing food and resources and machines. And then you have intellectual and abstract labor, which is like writing songs or developing code, software, things like that. You could take all of your intellectual property development people and put them in the metaverse and just seal them off. And then they can do the same. They can, they can do the work digitally with their minds plugged into a computer. And then everyone else can just, you know, till the fields and make food or whatever.
1: Yeah, what'll happen is their mind will be working so fast, but if their body gets disturbed, it'll slow down their thought process and they'll be like, "No, we can't have that. Do not disturb his body. Keep it sealed off so his brain can work at peak capacity."
0: Imagine, imagine right now, all of a sudden you're sitting, you know, you're sitting wherever you're sitting, you're watching the show, you feel this pulling sensation in the back of your head, and then all of a sudden it feels like you are actually being pulled out of your body and then there's a flash of light and you're standing in a field and you're a duck. You'd freak out, right? Yeah. You'd be like, what is this? Like, where are my hands? Why am I a duck? That's what's going to be like for people who grow up in the metaverse and choose to be a duck and then one day get pulled out and they're a human. They're going to be like, I have hands. What are my, their identity would be totally fractured and separated from their bodies, you know?
1: I wanted to cap off this, um, This plastic surgery conversation Because I was trying to bend my face Like I'd pull the bones open slowly over time So like I'll spend an hour and just hold it in place And I think it actually slowly moves over time Like clay What? (laughs) I can't tell if it's real or not.
2: Well, that's why they tell women when you're putting like moisturizer on your face, you're supposed to go like this instead of like this. Yeah, or like this. The
1: bones are growing and moving. You can slowly over time move the like hold pull the jaw outward if you want a bigger jaw and stuff like that. It just takes a lot of time. Yeah,
0: I, those ladies they put the rings on their neck and they make their nuts. They are really right. Long. Yeah, that's crazy. That's true. All right, let's talk, let's let's go to the super chats, my friends. If you have not already, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show if you really do like it and head over to TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only segment coming up around 11 p.m. or so, just around there, and we will get to your Super Chats. Everyone in chat is saying, yo, WTF, LOL, Ian's crazy.
1: Give it a try yourself LOL. before you... Don't knock it <laughs> till you try it.
0: All right, let's read some of this. Malcolm McKee says, previous Super Chat... Con- oh, what is this? Previous Super Chat. Other accounts whom have met the same criteria criteria for such a ban remain untouched Putin, Ayatollah, Taliban, Justin Trudeau I don't think we got your first super chat I
3: saw one disappear and I'm frustrated well,
0: uh, for those that are listening if you you super chat before the show goes live YouTube erases it yeah, don't do
3: that, be patient
0: GG Player says, huh, Amber kind of looks like she could be Lydia's sister
3: oh, I like that, look at us I love it, (laughs) that's very nice (laughs) yeah, I'll take that
0: All right. the lukewarm gamer says Rumble should put money into non-political culture content to bring people who aren't political to the platform. If Rumble signed a deal with Hollow Live for example, it would damage YouTube more than getting any political YouTuber. Yeah, that's the one thing I've I've been saying to all these guys who are doing alternative stuff is like everybody just keeps going politics and I'm like yeah.
4: why?
2: Well, and also the people who do entertainment minded stuff are not very good at it. Like people on the right need to be developing Talented filmmakers and artists and people who can create content that's entertaining that doesn't suck and doesn't have all of these like really shoehorned political messages in it.
1: I think gaming's where it's at. You get gamers on Rumble. Cause I mean, look at Roblox, worth 40 billion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep, definitely. All right. Derek Brown says, if anyone can do what everyone else thinks is impossible, it's Elon Musk. He always has a plan. Yeah. I like how Elon was warning us about the art of the AI and then he's like Neuralink. And some people are – there's a meme where they're like, Elon Musk warns about the dangers of artificial intelligence, then literally tries to plug your brain into a computer. (laughs) And But people don't realize he said the same thing. I'm pretty sure Elon said the only solution to the threat of AI is to integrate with it. Mm. I'm pretty sure that was his point. Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then AI can't destroy you if you are the AI. You guys ever see that new – have you seen that new Terminator movie where – Uh, the terminator is john connor whatever and he has like the weird robot powers no no
2: i heard it was terrible
0: well maybe (laughs) um but i was thinking about it because in that movie so this time the terminator is john connor and the terminators are like we realized the only way to defeat humanity was to merge with them and they're like oh no and i'm kind of like okay so you're still a person but you have crazy robot superpowers i don't i don't understand why that's a bad thing I mean, I guess if you don't want to have crazy robot superpowers, because he could like his, he had like nano power, like nano robots, and he could like you know change shape and do crazy stuff. Like, is that is that bad? I don't
1: think so. It depends who you ask, I guess. I
0: think you don't like it.
2: It's true, I don't. You nailed that. <laughs> yeah. For the same reasons, I don't like the other stuff that we talked about.
0: Yeah, that's a scary thought about what's happening with metaverse stuff. It's going to separate your mind from your body. Mm-hmm.
3: And
1: then that's when they ask good. you what you lost, you won't be able to remember. Mm. Yeah.
3: That's scary.
0: All right. America Float says it feels like false hope from Musk since BlackRock and Vanguard own nearly just as much each. Maybe a pump and dump, one last ride for Twitter stock, or maybe phase one. Maybe, maybe a bunch of other billionaires and wealthy individuals will start buying shares of Twitter and pushing back.
1: BlackRock only owns half of what Musk has. Yeah.
3: BlackRock only owns like 46 But that
0: means uh, BlackRock and Van- Vanguard together have what? Together, 12, they 13. 12. Yeah. Well, there you go.
1: Yeah, that's maybe what it is is he's going to try and get a majority stock. <laughs> I don't I don't know. It's not worth it, dude. Don't throw billions at that junk. But free the software code.
0: All right. It's Jacob money. Andrew Hester says, "Tim, driving to your neck of the woods for uh for work from Alabama due to bad flight delays. Any good steak or seafood restaurants you recommend? Thanks for everything y'all do. We same people uh, appreciate it. you mean saying people." Um, if you're driving on 340 heading up uh, just past Harper's Ferry, You'll eventually come across a gas station that says live seafood. That's what it says, right? It says live seafood? I don't know. Apparently, it's a gas station with seafood, and everyone out here is like, it is the best. Because it's like small country, knows what they're doing seafood.
3: Interesting. Well, Amber's a native. So I am. So she has really good recommendations for seafood, too. I guess it depends on where exactly
2: this guy's traveling through. Like, is he going to D.C. or...
0: Ah, uh, he can take 15, 20 minutes out of his day to go hit up the, the Harper's Ferry, Virginia, Maryland area. There's, Gas there's, there's the Bavarian Inn. In. <laughs> really good. In, and yeah. I think it's in Shepherdstown, right? You're familiar with them. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, this other restaurant we've been to that's really amazing is called Dutch's Daughter.
3: Oh, yeah. I love
2: that restaurant.
0: Have you been there before?
2: Many times. Are you a fan? It's overrated.
0: You think it's overrated? Yeah. I liked I, it. I thought it's it was... It's fine.
2: I think it's really overpriced. I mean, compared to like five, ten years ago, their crab cakes used to be some of the best in Maryland, oh. and they've really gone downhill. Oh. Well, I
0: haven't had the crab cakes, but I had uh, a steak.
2: Did you get the filet, Oscar? Yes. That's the move.
0: It was With so good. Yeah. That is
2: pretty good. <laughs>
0: and the and the and the crab uh, Imperial. Yes. Yeah. That's good wow. stuff. Wow. See, see you are like it's yeah. overrated but Well, it
2: might good. mean <laughs> you're paying what like 40, 50 bucks for it that. It is overpriced.
0: Yeah, it was expensive. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, you could just like go to DC and go to Mortons for that and get like a cowboy ribeye.
0: DC ribeye. This <laughs> was a Filet Mignon. Where's the
1: best <laughs> seafood in DC?
2: uh in dc you probably should go to the wharf and go to one of like the old family owned restaurants on there there are a couple of them like fish fish market vibes but the best crab cake that i've had in recent years is that jimmy's seafood which yeah. lily and i were talking about earlier Yeah. and they got into a war with PETA a few years ago and put up all these billboards around <laughs> baltimore just like
3: <laughs> oh i remember that basically
2: bragging about the fact that they were <laughs> live steaming crabs and PETA got really upset about it but they do make a really damn good crab cake like lump meat Size of a softball, yes. really good stuff. How do you feel about I,
1: stem cell meat? I'm willing to. I bet just, th- she th- I just think she like doesn't like it.
3: I'm, I'm willing to bet
1: the filet Oscar
0: at Dutch's daughter was one of the best filet mignon steaks I've ever had. Really? I mean, the the the, the preparation was well. Maybe perfect. they've
2: improved since the last time I was there. It's I been a year.
0: Maybe we just have different tastes. Could be. I've been... I have
2: better taste. It could be. I don't know.
0: <laughs> We've gone to a bunch of steakhouses uh, in our day. Uh, Alex Jones brought us out to, I think we went to, was it Capital Grill? I didn't
1: go. I missed out.
0: Yeah, I think it was like me and Luke. And uh really good. But when I went to Dutch's Daughter and I got the Filet Oscar, it's like a flaming yon with like crab on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just perfect.
2: Yeah, and I will say, generally speaking, corporate steakhouses are not the best place to go if you want a really good steak. Yeah. Because it's so standardized across all these different restaurants that sort of inevitably there's going to be a decline in quality at some point.
0: Do you like the Bavarian Inn in Shepherdstown? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really good, too. Yeah. That's so much fun. It's like a Bavarian Inn complex. It's so oh, cool. Oh,
3: cool.
0: Yeah. All right, let's read some more Super Chats.
3: I think we're hungry. <laughs> yeah.
0: Lizards. Well, someone asked, and I'm like, oh, man. We, we've been yeah, looking food. to find, like, the good food. Because we periodically will do, like, company outings where everyone goes out. amazing, I want yeah. to try it.
2: What kind of uh, Mexican food do you guys like? Oh, Mi
0: de gollado. it's, it's it, Oh, this is amazing. So there's a there's two, there's a Mexican restaurant out here. It's called Mi de Gollado And it is amazing. I love getting chicken fajitas. It's just so perfect.
2: It's like Tex-Mex is up your alley.
0: Yeah, yeah, but um me, mi, mi de means like, my th- slit throat. Ah. Like, my to cut a man, it means like to cut a man's oh, throat. That's right, I remember. And about so, this. you know, I, I remember asking the server like, hey, like, what does this mean? And he's like, oh, it means to cut someone's throat. And we were like, wow, Whoa, that's and awesome. He, he was like, oh, it's the name of the town the owner's from. And then I was like, I don't know if that's better. Yeah, <laughs> like, <is> you're it? <laughs> from a town. And then I was like, well, if there was a town called like, cut throat in New Mexico, I wouldn't think twice. I'd be like, oh yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's what I like. Huh. Yeah, well, I go to pretty. There's outside. a
2: couple of good places in the D.C. area. Um Anita's gets really good reviews. Uh I like to go to Uncle Julio's, which has like three or four locations in the area. But despite being a chain, actually has fantastic fajitas. What's, Just don't get their queso. Their queso sucks. What's that
0: famous sandwich place?
2: Oh, there's so many.
0: The one that Richie went to. You remember?
2: Oh, I'd have to find the text. I don't recall. I don't
0: know. He, he, was it like
2: an Italian sub that he got or something? What did he, No,
0: he, I got a roast beef. Oh, roast beef? beef, and he was like, it was like some from famous DC sandwich Bob place. Bub and Pops. No. Uh, oh. Stachowski's Market. No, no. We'll just read. We'll just read more super Chat. I'll see if I can. <clears throat> All right. Ian went to the bathroom, so I'm going to read this one now before he gets back. <laughs> Lizard says, "You're rolling lots of twenties today, Ian. Good job. He no. will never hear your compliments. <laughs> no, <laughs> no we'll, we'll make sure to tell him when That's he gets terrible. back in the room. All right. Noah says. Love the show, guys. I just want to use my first super chat to let you know that Louisiana has also introduced their own version of the Parental Rights and Education Bill. Look up Louisiana House Bill 837. Amazing. Oh, Glad to hear that. it.
4: That
3: catches on.
0: This is the craziest thing. I, someone on Facebook posted, why Why are we mad at Disney now? And I wrote, the left is upset that Disney did not sign on to the protests against the Parental Rights and Education Bill. They feel that the bill... Is uh, discriminates against the LGBTQIA community by preventing teachers from having discussions about these these issues with kids, eight, you know, grades kindergarten to third grade. The right is upset with Disney for now having signed on to the protest because they feel that the 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 bill is preventing teachers from sexu- having sexualized conversations with young children. And I thought it was like a very milk toast like this is the best of my understanding. And they all just got mad, and they um. were like, "No, bigots." <laughs> and i'm like okay whatever man i don't know uh say so Type says did you all see steven crowder own steven monticelli in his latest Change my mind i did i thoroughly enjoyed it that's he the
2: did. guy who canceled me yeah yeah wow. you
0: then you will you... he did
2: get owned it was awesome oh you did see it oh i, I found it very enjoyable I'm sure you did. i was i was watching like this like <laughs> that's awesome.
0: all right let's grab some uh what, what do we got Charles Bloomer says that Steven guy is the same guy that tried to outsmart Crowder on the last Change My Mind yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. And and what was he thinking? It's just so crazy to me that you're like, I didn't do any research, but I'm going to sit down with a guy who built a whole show about this one topic. That's
2: the thing is like the media people who write for these mainstream outlets don't have to know anything right? because they never are held accountable when they get things wrong. And a lot of them are just like super narcissistic, arrogant people who become journalists not because they care about information or truth or whatever, because either they want to promote a certain cause or they want to promote themselves. I mean, that's just kind of how it is now.
0: Yep. All right. That's what we got here. John Freust says, if the Earth is orbiting the sun at 93 million miles away, how is the North Star always north? P.S. I am not a flat earther and the and the Google answer is laughable. Off the top of my head, I would assume it's because the North Star is so far away that it's like, you know, parallax scrolling. You ever see that in video games? You know what parallax scrolling is?
1: Yeah, parallax is when the farther away it is, the slower it looks like it's moving in the sky.
0: Yeah, mm. vanishing point perspective. So in a video game where you're, you're playing like a 2D side-scroller, there will be multiple layers to the background that move at different paces. The further away it is, the slower it goes because that's kind of how it, would, it tries to imitate real life. Well, that's kind of why the North Star is always pointing north because it's so ridiculously far away that the amount of movement we experience in our days and lifetime doesn't change it
1: also electric it's universe check out the electric universe theory it's pretty cool
0: zach uh Helke says i would take a bullet to the spleen for amber Athey's right to make a joke we all need to, to subscribe to the spectator to make sure she can keep making them
2: wow that's yes. really nice thank you Very should cool. i give them my discount code or is that like do you have one? On? i do oh it's yeah in the of course oh yeah, perfect yeah if you use amber all caps you get 10 percent off a spectator subscription oh, wow. so yeah.
0: is this a campaign based off of them firing you or you've no, always had it. We've always had oh, that. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. I'm not, oh. I'm opportunistic, but not that opportunistic.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, Perfect. maybe we should figure something like that out with, you know, with TimCast.com. All right. A lot of people are commenting that Steve guy was on Crowder. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me to believe he was the cause of this. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Alright, Mike Sullivan says, Tim, great guest, hire her. Uh, well, she already works for the Spectator and just gave out her <laughs> discount code, so.
3: She's a great co-host, though. So. Oh, thank
2: I love you, it. though. That's nice.
0: John L says, Amber, I'm sure James O'Keefe would have a much easier time digging if you sat down and talked with him. It doesn't have to be public. The only problem now is, like, could you imagine if a silhouette of Amber just appeared on Project Veritas? That, I wonder who that is! <laughs> yeah, Sorry. gosh,
2: can't imagine. Uh, I mean, maybe off the record. I, I, I just, I'm not, I can't say anything now because I, don't want to get sued but we'll see
0: all right Brian Duchain says Tim I was a big fan of your show when I first found it thank you very much that's all I said moving on Oh, no, oh is that all he,
4: said?
3: he says but
0: after watching it for a few months Ian and others have proven this show is full of amateurs huh. by the way that includes you oh, I never... well who are these others you're talking about oh, I
2: know. I don't know. Um, many people are saying <laughs> I don't, I don't
0: know what amateurs means. mean huh. but um, if 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 you mean that like we started it with a table with uh, um, vinyl glued to big foam boards. Yeah,
4: yeah. And
0: then yep. a year later, we <laughs> stuck a bunch of office desks to each other and bolted them together yeah. with like black paneling on the wall. And now we're to the point where we're at, in an actual studio with cameras on the wall, but we're still just using like, uh, um, what are we using? Stream Deck instead yeah. of TriCasters? OBS. I mean, yeah, uh, if you go to a studio like Crowders, they have Tricasters. You know, they have these big things, these crazy rigs, and we just have like, you know, cameras mounted to the walls. It's better though. You know, it's getting there. We're building a new studio, so definitely getting better.
4: Up
3: but anymore. you know,
0: I I I got to be honest. You know, if we're amateurs, it's fine. I guess the company's working and growing, so well, you got to
1: start somewhere. If you look at the professional media industry, they <laughs> they talk off of like prompters and stuff. That's not the the aim with this. This is like a casual chill show. I don't know. It's Tim's show. It's not my show, but it's 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 it's, our show. it's, it's better. It's the show. It's better.
2: Look, I've done a lot of cable news and trying to distill your talking point into a 30 second soundbite sucks. Yeah, it really does.
0: With no opportunity to clarify, because they'll be like, we are running out of time and they play the music or whatever. So here it's like, oh, did you mean this? Oh, yeah, yeah. What I meant to say was you can actually, you know, flesh out your ideas. All right. Howard says the number one rule in Fight Club. Fight club number one rule in parallel communities, no fight, laugh at them, drive them crazy, Mm. refers to mass formation psychosis. They hate it when you laugh, love, and laugh, never engage, just laugh, live your parallel life, and laugh. (laughs) All right, Howard, I appreciate it. That was hard to understand. (laughs) But I think what he's saying is ignore the haters and just laugh and keep on going, and they'll get really angry about it.
3: I respect it, yeah.
0: That's right integrity media says tim i wonder if people reported twitter with each state's elections division for not reporting the like kind contributions to dems they favor when banning the gop opponent failing to report as an elections crime
3: and the new york post yep yeah
0: people should pursue it however they can pursue it i suppose i don't know or we just just keep building the parallel systems Daily Wire—they're doing absolutely incredible with their culture. And Dan Bongino has invested a lot in these parallel systems. Dave Rubin as well with Locals. We've had our we've had our criticisms of Locals, but still, it's a net positive across the board. Something compete with Patreon. I I like it.
1: Yeah, it's Rumble, and it's all about servers and decentralized servers. Locals should be off Stripe
0: and should be on Parallel Economy. Yeah, agreed. Done. Hundred percent. Parallel Economy. You guys should check it out it's it's new but um it's 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 good stuff hopefully it ends up working out all right Chuck Hawk says keep up the good work Tim and crew support independent country music download no vaccinations and other outlaw tracks free on bandcamp tonight hmm. I like vaccination <laughs> it's 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 not it's something different it means totally yeah all right Howard says antifa money comes through the Ukraine laundry service along with tra- uh, child trafficking drugs biolabs so elites atm is messed up right now and there are let's uh, let's just use the word uh, euphemism child abusers the us oligarchs clinton obama mitt romney biden pal and cam so many others and cia bush and tifa money is not coming the elites are worried howard i completely disagree i don't think they need ukraine for that and there's uh, i think the issue is more epstein if you're if you're talking about corruption from powerful elites and and money funneling and stuff, Epstein is the first place I'd look. Epstein Island, whatever it is they were doing and the Panama Papers. Mm, yeah. Ukraine is I think Ukraine's actually a bit more simple. The US was trying to gain influence to control the flow of energy into Europe, which screws with with Russia because they that's like one of their principal exports. So Joe Biden, knowing this is the official position of the United States, sends in his son so that the son can wet the whistle of the big guy for 10%, share bank accounts. It's actually a bit more simple, and all of that's
1: actually corroborated. Yeah, check out Kolomoisky if you want to look at the Ukrainian ties to this stuff, too, the corruption stuff.
0: But I'd love to, you know, know anything about Epstein Island. Oh well,
2: yeah, and how nice that the judge just denied a retrial for Ghislaine yeah. Maxwell, and she's never had to name the conspirators, the people who actually paid for the services that they were providing.
0: It's like arresting a drug dealer because the cops saw him like hold a bag of drugs and raise it up and then like hand it to nobody and it falls on the ground and they're like get him and they're like you were dealing drugs to no one but still clearly there has to be another party involved yeah. like at the very least a cop right yeah. you know like he was selling yeah. drugs to a cop and then you're like oh he was giving it to an undercover officer Nope. Maxwell it's just like you were trafficking kids to no one how do you prove she did it without confirming that she did it It's because they're protecting whoever she did it with. Yep. Man, I... I, Oh, man. All right. Kay Comco says, we need a Churchill speech for a call to action to state re... uh, to states, re-term limits, fire and term limit every admin branch person, put an end once and for all to Putin, etc. Make a graceful exit in four years. Term limits are, are a tough question. Tough question. Because, um... Some people have just said you can vote for who you want to vote for. It doesn't matter how long they're in there. And if you have term limits, what ends up happening is oligarchs will just rotate out politicians and it's actually yep. fairly easier mm-hmm. for them to do so.
1: Yep. He was pointing out term limits for the administrative st- state as well. It sounded yeah. like. That's oh a good yeah. The idea.
0: staffers. You shouldn't be allowed to be a staffer for more than a certain amount of years. All right. Dennis McGriff says, Ian, by your logic, does that make every president a cult leader?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
0: Well, all right then mike sullivan says lydia it's a nine millimeter carbine oh oh yeah pine tree squad says tim great example of adjacent states with permitless constitutional carry is me and h can drive from maine all the way through vermont without being required to show your papers isn't that funny to make you show your papers Hmm. yeah man i knew i've told this story before a guy was driving from california to new york and got pulled over in illinois and they were like you're going to jail for four years because he had guns now he's an illinois resident congratulations all right. Now, back to that story about the dad in Texas. We got some super chats. Shotgun Rebel says dad had no authority to enforce the order, has to let police and law handle it. Best interest of the child that way. Uh, and that is what Texas does in custody issues. I agree with that. Yeah, I do. The too. dad should have immediately just backed off. Yeah. It's All tough, man. I understand yeah. why he was mad, though, but he would have won and he would have won substantially if he backed off. Yeah. Imagine the cops showing up and he's like, they're withholding my kid. And the guy came out with a gun. The cops would be like, whoa. Then when he goes to court, your honor, they wouldn't give the child to me as I was following your instructions. And then the guy comes out on his porch with a gun. The judge would be like, that's not safe for these kids. Yeah. Instead, he ends up losing his life. It's tough, man. Yeah. Taylor Cook says you missed it. He tried to take the gun on the porch. The potential warning shot was the only real red flag here. I'm not sure the first shot wasn't an endy into the ground. The father was trespassing. It's tough. Yup josh branson says it's tough but the father should have left called the police and called it a kidnapping so much as i hate it to um the bf defended himself
1: if the kid was in like plain sight and was in danger that's another story then the guy has to fight for the life of the child but if he's not in plain danger yeah you're right
2: he also didn't even know for sure if the kid was there i believe because didn't the the mom say we're not telling you where he is
0: yeah Voro says, Tim, you missed the part where he says, you better shoot or I'm going to take that gun and F and murder you or something oh, wow. like that. Granted, he never tried to actually take the gun, but still there was a verbal threat. Yeah. Yep. I think that's important to point out. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That sucks. Man, some other people are pushing back, though. Let's see. Ryan says, Texas custody law says if, a, if the primary conservator doesn't release a child as per the custody agreement, the police will not intervene as it's a civil matter, not criminal. You must file a complaint oh now it gets even more crazy because what's the dad supposed to do then just let her kidnap the kid Hmm. yikes seriously jk says jk says tim the guy was already outside then went back into the house and came back out he was already part of the situation oh wow this is very
3: complicated yeah it is
0: youtuber says there are two videos of the texas incident one from the perspective of a woman in the house and another from the woman in the car Watch both and you'll see it was not self-defense. It was murder. Mm. If the dude walked inside and grabbed a gun and walked out, that's a different question. Because
2: then he would know the context of the situation. Right.
0: And he he knew that the dad wasn't threatening them with violence. So for him to go and grab a gun when the dad was just like, I'll see you in court. At that point, I would actually argue the boyfriend should have called the police. He should have went in the house, called the cops and said, he's getting belligerent. We just want someone to come and deal with it. Instead, he went out with a gun. That's tough. Yeah, but then you're on someone else's property,
2: and just the act of getting a gun isn't an escalation necessarily. I mean, we learned this in the Written House self-defense case. Him being out there with a firearm was not a provocation for people to attack him and try to take his weapon.
0: Yeah. All right. Channel Zero says, "Hey Tim, you guys still coming up to Pork Fest in June in New Hampshire? My friend and I run a conspiracy theory debating podcast, Channel Zero Rumble, Spotify." Emailed pitches would love to join IRL when here. We are planning it. However, we tried in January to get modifications to the mobile studio for independent power, so solar panels, batteries that can run everything, and that completely fell through. And our money is being jammed up. So we need to find someone who can do RV modification, and it's been really annoying. We're going to Nashville in a week. Yeah, that's easy because the Daily Wire is just going to run cables to our mobile studio in order to be able to, you know do the show from our new mobile studio it's a better setup with uh with no issues and then hopefully by the time we get to june we'll have sorted out the the batteries and everything so that we can run the show but it'll it's 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 tough maybe we'll figure it out we're also we're also going to need satellite so i don't know poor press is tough because you know internet infrastructure luke was mentioning if we got like um starlink or something but i'm not entirely confident i'm not entirely confident Jacob Perez in reference to this uh plastic surgery se- uh segment says "gorgeous squidward meme." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> have you do you guys ever watch um Teen Titans Go at all? No. I, I Never have. seen. It? Have you seen the one where Robin takes off his mask? No. So, it's it's <laughs> like So Teen Titans I I mean I've I have not like, I I watched so uh anyway, I used to watch the original Teen Titans Teen Titans Go is just like a kids show. But I did see the one episode. I've seen a handful of them where Robin always wears a mask and he never takes it off. So the other Teen Titans are like, take off the mask. Show us what you look like. And he's like, no, I can't. And then finally, like they keep trying to take it off. But whenever they take it off, there's another mask underneath. Finally, he agrees to take it off. And he has this ridiculous looking face like the Squidward meme. <laughs> and then they're all like shocked because they think he's insanely beautiful or something. I don't know. It's funny. All right. Angie says, uh, uh, Angie says. Reketa Law said that the police would not have helped the man that was shot on the porch. They would have told him to take it up with the courts, which is what he said he was going to do. Sad story, man. The bipolar god of science fiction says, is it violently offensive that I've been tripping balls for the last five hours laughing at Madonna's video? Maybe Maybe people will try to cancel me, but those same people are probably already trolling her in the comments over there. Should serve as a cautionary tale
4: pretty trivial.
1: Is it violently offensive? Not to me. I don't
4: <laughs> yeah, care. It's uh,
1: yeah, it's not possible for you to be offensive. It's only really possible for me to be offended by what you do. Yeah. It's up to the receiver to decide if, if they're offended or not. You can try and offend, but you can't decide if it's offensive or not.
0: Ryan Brown says, I am starting to think PayPal is deliberately attacking Tim Ta- Timcast.com with their more frequent issues, keeping subscribers from accessing member content. I won't put the blame on PayPal. There is an issue that affected us based on our Look, we were called amateurs earlier. Fair yeah, point. Yeah. When we launched the website, it was just like a very basic WordPress because I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be on Patreon or these other platforms, so I'll make our own thing. And there was um, this simple issue that basically resulted in something happening after one year for members where it disconnects your account from timcast.com, and then we need to reconnect it for some reason. I don't know, but we are setting up a new, more resilient system that once is fully fully operational. Then, you know, I'll have a more exciting announcement. I think people can probably already figure out what I'm talking about, but let's just say we're we're upgrading to a new provider and uh, I don't blame PayPal for it, but we do want to not, we, we do want to diversify who we use for memberships. If you're having issues, send an email to members at timcast.com and we'll, 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 we'll get you sorted to the best of our abilities. It, I just want to be honest with everybody. I'm, I, I really do apologize because we have so many members and we're trying to grow and we need to add more people, so it gets it gets tough to answer all the emails we get from everybody, just for everything. All right. What is that? Dorktanian. Parental kidnapping is a felony in Texas. Carruth was assisting in the crime and would fall under Texas felony murder rule if charged. Hm Wow, That's crazy. All right, here we go. Someone's got a science answer for us. Michael conaway says the North Star, Polaris, is almost directly above the Earth's axis. It also states the north. It also states the North Celestial Pole is restless, and over twenty six thousand years will describe a forty seven degree arc through the sky. Will descend. Will describe. Interesting. Mm, interesting. Part time Doge says Stu Peters just swatted. I don't know who I don't Stu know who Peters that
3: is. is. I'm curious now.
0: R.L. Corley says, hey, hi, Tim. Are you going to go see Sonic the Hedgehog 2? You betcha. I went and saw Morbius. Boy, was that bad.
4: <laughs> What's Morbius? <laughs> bad
0: Morbius is a character from Spider-Man who is like – he's a, he's Dr. Michael Morbius and he's dying. So he does an experimental thing with bats and then becomes a vampire.
1: I'm on the Jim Carrey train right now. Jim Carrey. Isn't Jim Carrey in Sonic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, Morbius uh, was Jared Leto.
1: No, no, I've just moved on from Morbius. After that, I'm into Sonic 2 now. Jim Carrey man, when I saw him respond to the Will Smith slap on stage or the Will Smith attack, that was the best. It's
2: the best thing he's done in years. <laughs> yeah, Jim Carrey man, pretty tedious. His art sucks.
3: Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> he
1: had like a, a something changed, like like a what would you call it? Like a spiritual awakening or like a midlife crisis or something in 2010. This is important. Stopped being funny after that. Yeah, but he's yep. way more interesting. Though.
2: Many such cases. Yeah.
0: Alex Jones was right 420 says, Tim, have you seen Amazon is creating a Fallout TV show? Please no. Damn. It's going to be so broken and weirdly so woke. I hope they, they
1: use were, they ammo kind of, as currency and not bottle caps.
2: They already Come kind on. of screwed up Witcher. So yeah, like let's not. Netflix. Nod. Yeah.
0: I heard Wheel of Time was, was woke. People were mad. I don't know though. I don't, I don't, I don't think yeah. about Wheel of Time.
2: The Assassin's Creed movie was really bad too, oh, and the Uncharted movie looks terrible. It's like, Yeah,
1: it's Morbius was <laughs> bad.
2: Very, very rarely, six is our video games turned into other forms of yeah. Because you can't play content. them; you right. gotta
1: watch. That's like you know you're you know doing it backwards, guys. And these
2: campaigns take like what ten to thirty hours, and then you try to condense it into a two-hour movie. Huh.
0: Yeah. What I, what I don't understand about Morbius, or I'm sorry, I mean Sony movies when they try to do Marvel characters, is why they don't just look at what a Marvel movie is and then just copy them. Like, these movies, they all feel very much like it's 2003, and they're just really bad. Remember Daredevil with Ben
1: Affleck? I didn't see it. Me neither. Oh, come on. I guys. saw Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire, and then I, I saw Iron Man 1, and I was like, I, I'm I not watching it anymore. It's trash. It's just trash. <laughs> all right, Ian. If you haven't already, Disney. smash that like button right now. Subscribe to
0: this channel. Share the show with your friends if you really like it. We are going to record our members-only segment, which will be up at timcast.com. Post it. We'll post it around eleven or so PM. So make sure you sign up there if you want to support our work. You can subscribe. Uh, make sure to subscribe to this channel. Make sure uh, you follow us at IRL Basically everywhere except TikTok because we got banned. And you can follow me at timcast basically everywhere else. Amber do you want to shout anything out
2: I would love to you can follow me at Amber underscore Athe on Twitter and I already shared the discount code for spectator but it's Amber for 10% off a subscription just go to the did
1: you shout out your Twitter too you're uh, did. All right and I also want just to clarify I know those movies sucked I'm not just going to complain. I'm actually making good art as a result. I've been working on scripts. We're also putting together social media technology so you can ideally have subscribers that can follow you without a middleman taking a percent of your stuff. So actively solving some of these problems that I'm finding in society and I will see you later.
3: And you guys may follow me on Twitter at sourpatchlitz and on minds.com as well. I also have me.
0: We will see all of you over at timcast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye guys.